This week in league, looks like Ashley Harrison doesn't just want to play football anymore. Benji Marshall continues his search for a competition he's good enough to play in. Sam Tompkins looks forward to a career renaissance as a prop when Sheenius lands the Warriors coaching gig. And we preview all of the action of round six of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 149 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, moving on to the mailbag for this week. And um, it's fucking jam-packed. And for this week, for the first time this season, I think it's the first time this season, email. That's a fucking cracker. That's awesome. So stay tuned for the next hour while I go through all the feedback. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can constructively criticize it. You can. On your, you own, on your own, this. on your own blog, and then you can print it out, scrunch up the paper, and bash it up your asses. Now, <laughs> or you could just skip to the next chapter, whatever. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's just fucking convenient. Skip no. straight to the review of the Tigers Man. Well, the, the news. You, well, no, because we're not doing individual game chapters. We already hit that on the head last week. That's not right. happening. Settle the fuck down. Undiluted seven. It used to be Mister Bowles. Still, no closer to finding out why his Twitter account was suspended. Uh, but anyway, he's a fucking gronk and a, and a ranger. Yeah, it's he a worse is. Worst combination I mean, of life. But you've seen, you know, you see, you see far worse than his his gronk. I mean, like let's, let's face it, if his if his account's going to be suspended for like the best part of you know eight months, then Chapo probably should be kicked off Twitter for good. And is worse than him too. Well, yeah, well, Chapo should have a bullet in his head. Anyway, yeah, you might change your opinion. I mean, you know, you, you were very kind to to, to Daniel, but uh, you might change after this tweet. I might give this week in league a miss this week. Hash unbearable Glenn. Hash I only like him when he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it's unfortunate, Daniel. I don't like you when you're sad, happy, jerking off, whatever. Did, would he qualify as, as, as a, you know, one of the Penrith nerd gang? No, he's not smart enough to be a Penrith nerd. Right. Blue underscore... Have you, have you seen a photo of that guy, right? Yeah. He, he ain't no Penrith nerd. Well, he I mean. epitomises Penrith. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> he doesn't wear shoes, he's got this big fucking crop of red hair that he can't afford to cut. Uh, he's got like a he, he's he's like his hair is like if Lenny Kravitz's drummer, that chick, was a fucking ranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, how does that happen? <laughs> don't know. Rangfro. I don't know. It's, 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 there's not even a term for it. I want to have a look at his birth certificate. There's not even. Where's a term his for dad it? from? <laughs> anyway, blue underscore beaver said, I'd be happy if this week's this week in league is just the sound of Glenn gasping for air as Nate puts him to sleep in a rear naked choke. Look, I like the naked part. Look, despite... Wait, what? And despite, despite what, you know, you know, some UFCs and things might have you believe, rear naked choke, it's a pretty low percentage move. Like, you can stay stuck to their back like glue and have them not be able to do anything about it for indefinitely. But by the same token... I've had like a dude on my bed like, for an entire round, pretty much, and not be able to get you know sink in a rear naked choke. It's very I, I find it fairly easy to defend. So let's be fair, you'd be knocked out before you got anywhere near me. Let's move on. You throw your shoulder out, and then I wouldn't target that one for an Americana <laughs> or something like one of my signature moves. Uh, but I'd actually target the other one, so then you'd actually be fucking useless afterwards. You'd have two fuck shoulders. Uh, Shagger one one three. If you bastards don't mention me this week, I'm going to bust the lung. 
Oh, wait. There you go. We did mention you, and you, and you did bust along. And, Speaking of gasping for air. And he's since become addicted to, uh, to to morphine derivatives and oxycodone and things like that in hospital. So, uh, well, that's not you know. surprising, considering he was a crack addict before he went in. Um, <laughs> any truth to the rumour that he busted his lung-sucking dick? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's done. A, he's gone. He's he's gone pretty fucking hard on yours <laughs> the last couple of days. <laughs> we didn't say anything. I just thought he was. You know, he'd worked hard. He was a little bit out of breath. I didn't know he busted a lung. Uh, Ryan Fernandes. The upsets continue. I fully expect East Melbourne, Manly, and South to write their ships. But it's a crazy start to the year. Yeah. No, the crazy part of the year is that the Titans can be in the top position with a negative points differential. Yeah, that is nuts. That's uh, it's this this com- this year's competition has to be has to be rigged by and like some like someone that's like even more than like Gina Reinhart rich, mm. some shady fucking billionaire, Harry Triggerboff. Yeah, well, have, yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> <laughs> Although he would have done it for all the games, surely. <laughs> would you have thought three weeks ago when the Tigers thumped the Titans? Yeah, the, the, the Titans, Titans will be leading the comp after five rounds. And then they get a they they, they get a you know an arsy win over the Storm in Melbourne, which is a mm. tough fucking job. Yeah, just to be in the fact that you know to forget the way the they game. to forget yeah. the way they won the game, but to be in the game against the Storm, being the time, and then then they had that game against Canberra where it was just a Vuvuzela and they were all just crap, and they just got a couple of intercepts or drop you know loose balls on the ground to score at the end to get away with the game. Weird fucking year. Um, Papalo sixty six. I'm disgusted. Just heard Fox Sports News call Benji the newly crowned Benji Marshall. Rip-off cunts. Yeah, I, I don't think that's ripped off from us, No, it? We've had people report, like we've had the, the, the Uate Partey thing. I'm prepared to fucking claim that. Party? Yes. The Partey? No. I'm prepared to claim in the Partey form. That's us. That's okay. all us. Benji, I think Benji's something that's fairly easy to come to independently. I don't what think that's a rip-off. This new... Um, Scrabble. Scrabble. Like, yeah, I've got a tweet about that for the game, but yeah. That's... I'd like to welcome, uh, you know, David Morrow and fucking Warren Ryan, Craig Hamilton, anyone from the ABC 612 calling team who listens to the show. Welcome. It's great to have you guys on there. If you're going to use our nicknames, though, on the air, perhaps you might want to fucking drop us a bit of a credit. That's all I'm saying. Just say you heard this podcast. Might not be for everyone. They say cunt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, credit where it's due, fellas, because we have some very loyal listeners and they fucking know. And then they tell us and then we know. So uh, pull your shit together. It was interesting. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he was saying that sometimes, you know, it's it's hard to determine at times whether something's plagiarism or something, you know. Just independently arrive at the same destination. Yeah. yeah. Um, tough one. Considering I come up with it and I'm a comic genius, I'd, I'd have to say... Look, that's good. So that's Scrabble. That's just stolen. And you've just and you just you've blown that out there on, off the cuff too. Like you didn't put any thought into it. It's just like no. it's one, like like everything that happens on this show is pretty much off the cuff when the, it happens. The thing is, imagine how funny it would be if we actually put some time into it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I'd be a fucking millionaire. But then again, that's that's part of it. That's that's you know, that's part of it. I think. No, I it comes under like, the pressure of the red light. No, I don't know. I reckon if I th- didn't have to work and didn't have. Buckwits coming diff- at me all day. It'd be different though, because it'd be you know because it wouldn't. It would sound more planned and you know, yeah, less rough around the edges and stuff. I like rough around the edges. Yeah, same. I do. I do too. It's that's my whole they, thing. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> it's your stick. It's your, it's your signature move. Rough around the edges. Tall Hayden, 
great aunt's 88th birthday, mad shark supporter, member since day one. Look what she bought herself. And he sent her a picture, we would have retweeted it, of this magnificent shirt <laughs> that says, I'm just actually going to blow up the tag and see if it's, I can't, it doesn't look like a Gildan tag or anything like that. So I don't know where this shirt came from, but it's a, a shirt that's got two hands clasped, clasped together in like a prayer sort of, you know, alignment. Yeah. And it says, uh, sharks, just one lousy premiership before I die. <laughs> I think it's fucking amazing. Sensational. She's clearly, she looks like she's there at like a party or something. Um, yeah, you see a, a table there all set up. Um, that's a fantastic shirt. And, uh, and Tor Hayden sent us another tweet and said, Glenn dishing out the real talk at the start of the episode has me searching Ancestry.com hoping for some Polynesian. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what, he's, what he means is he wants to have sex with you. And, and he wants to no, be... No, you des- don't have to be Polynesian. He wants to be desirable to you. He wants to be something that you that you, you know, are attracted to. A.K.A. Polynesian male. <laughs> Make it sound so seedy when you put it like it's, that. It's a, be- it's a beautiful thing, mate. You know, the stigmas, the stigmas, you know, it's disappearing rapidly in this day and age. So, I mean, I don't, you know, personally, I think there should have been a stigma of, you know, you getting with Polynesian guys, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's an app well, well, now, the, now it's uh, diminished. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get my hardest. Actually, pardon the pun. Just <laughs> give me an idea. I mean, given that I do some apps and stuff like that, I mean, it'd be a great idea. You know, you can make a new app called like, you know, like Hunger, like, you know, like Hunger, like H-A-N-G-R. And it's basically just like Tinder or Grinder, except it's for hooking, hooking like yourself up with Polynesian guys. <laughs> I think there's something in this for all of us. That's a million dollar idea, Google. You can buy it off me. Now, we had a tweet from uh, Karim Karan. Brilliant tweet. He uh, tweeted us that uh, showing off a hash tigers in decline at the game tonight. He was at the Broncos game on uh, at Lang Park uh, against the Eels on Friday night. A picture of him, tigers in decline shirt on, beer in his left hand, right arm wrapped around none other than Alfie Langer, who's also grabbing onto a beer. And uh, Alfie looks pretty pleased with himself and half cut, to be honest. <laughs> And, uh, and then later... Fast forward to an hour and a half later. Fast forward to the next tweet that Karim sent us later on the night. Got kicked out of the Bronco Eels game tonight for being too drunk. Hash shit game. Now, <laughs> what we know from our time doing this show about Alfie Langer, and we've told the story about the 80-year-old woman who wanted to kiss and got more than she bargained for. Plus, I mean, the Normandy thing happened while we were doing this show as well, and we mentioned that at the time as well, when he was, you know, pants and you know, stripped off down to his undies and on the table. Yeah. Those two things, to me, it's a very clear... I see that photograph. I mean, it's very clear how that night was going to end. <laughs> he's been led astray by Alfie Langer, clearly. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, Alfie's uh, got away scot-free and he's been kicked out of the footy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Alfie. Piss tank. Voodoo Rock. Is it too early to say, I don't think I'll be defending my this week in league tipping comp championship this year? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, mate. You're not the only one, man. You're not the only one. We always say that the first five or six weeks is, is a lottery, but this has probably been the most scratchy. Oh, I saw someone on Twitter who may or may not be a listener to the show. I can't remember who it was, so I apologise if you're actually a listener. But they did, a, they did a tweet and said, I went through all my tips for the first five rounds, and if I picked the exact opposite of, uh, of who I actually tipped, I would be in the top, like, you know, 200 of the entire fucking website. <laughs> So that's, that's that's terrible when you like. I mean, I mean, fucking how many? So we had we had five weeks of games. So we had like forty five results, and I fucking haven't even got twenty. Eesh. That's fucked. <laughs> um, Banda Roja. 
Loving the most recent this week in league. Great to have the old angry Glenn back. <laughs> Ash, bring back the rage. Or he's being back the rage. So bring back the rage. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll correct it for Hash, you. Hash, can't, can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> Hash, autocorrect failed you badly. So yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't remember you being like old, old like angry, you know, uh, back in the day. Really? This like it's just like I've got a bad rap, Nathan. Yeah, People so think I'm I'm an angry dude. I I don't think I I call a fuckwit a fuckwit. But now they're like now they're like oh I wish he was back. I mean they they get like an hour of abuse you know, every week easy. Yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> I thought I, I always I always thought you know geez I don't know if they're gonna like this but clearly they want maybe they want the same amount but just like harder. Maybe there's a, there's a case for another app. <laughs> maybe abuser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peyton pending by the dad from Hey Dad, I guess. Eesh. Way to lump me in that category. <laughs> I just meant like people could like find me and I'd give them a tirade of abuse, not oh, okay. touch them inappropriately. <laughs> oh, okay, so you were gonna you were gonna bail up the little fat kid while he was changing sorbent rolls. Jeez. <laughs> Let's not make light of that situation. No, oh, well, that motherfucker. Let's yeah, he's he's uh. Soon to come to the end of a miserable fucking existence, I would imagine in a in a in a uh, a, a prison where people probably don't take too kindly to that. Because I, from what I understand, people in zero prisons take too kindly to it. And it, you know, it's interesting that yeah, prisoners they do have their code, and um, yeah, he'll be beaten to death in no time. Yes, and uh, piss on him, Shane Aaron Elvis. I wish there was a Twill three sixty. Get on it, Fox NRL Live. Time for these cunts to show their faces. Dot dot dot. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Stick to radio, boys. Oh. We've had a lot of people hitting up the major media. Is he a magician? Like, we should make him... Is he a magician? What? I'm pretty sure he's a magician, isn't he? Really? Oh, yeah. That's a clear sure that's what he does for a gig. Really? Really? Make yourself disappear, then. What's <laughs> what's You stole my joke. <laughs> the fuck? How can I, this, is, this is the off-the-cuff thing. How can I steal it? Because I, I didn't know it was coming. Fuck. <laughs> It just goes to show that we're on such a fucking wavelength. We yeah, you know, we know what's going on. It's like it's like Jordan Pippen. You fucking just alley oop it, bam, in there to slam dunk. All right, Unky D. This is addressed to yourself. Oh, actually, no, maybe it's both of us. Your opening tirade had me hoping for another hash Andos twenty expose. What a shame. Fingers crossed you'll get another one star review soon. I'll give you one star review, cunt. <laughs> He's walking a fucking fine line. Oh, I tell you, he is. He's actually a dark horse for fucking rock of the year at this point. This Shane Aaron Elvis motherfucker, yeah. writer, entertainer. Okay. World's world, world, world husband. Fuck me, Dad. That's the worst bio ever. I'm pretty sure he's a magician. Huh. I don't go. know why I remember that. He's he's avatar's a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly can't grow facial hair, so he's had to draw it on a stick and put it over his face. Was it like his magic wand? Sorry? Was his magic wand? No, I, look, I think he's a pretty inappropriate magician. I think he's got a magic wand and often gets kicked out of places. Just saying. One of those. Okay, uh, Jeremy underscore Jack 01 sent a tweet to Channel 9, the NRL, Danny Widler, Aaron Molan. You people could do worse than listen to the latest This Week in League ep opinion on Alex McKinnon's situation. So, what about? Thank you, sir. They, what about uh, you replying with the exact time so they didn't have to turn it off after getting through the first thirty seconds? Thirty seconds, cunt, 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 cunt. Let me just read a uh, a text message I got from my uh, former personal trainer. Um, 
Opening a podcast with cunt in the first 30 seconds. Love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Fucking rubber stamped. We should do it more often. Cruzy06. Am I reading right here? Big pudding bro got bashed by someone and now that someone got the ass. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Spastic? And then he did tweet like it was like the you know late mailman or you know lurker or one of those yeah. sorts of things. And someone asked... Fucking, if you were writer, coming up with a name... Yeah. That you're going to use an, as an alias for, for being a journalist, yeah. and you're going to like bring out the you know um, undercover stories. Yep. Lurker. Yeah. It makes you sound like a fucking sex pest. Yeah. Well, maybe is. Could be. And in the commission of I've said sex pestery. Yeah. See the NRL guys doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the best avenue. Yeah. To get the, yeah. Get exactly. The but um, the, the base, the gist of the story was though that someone asked whoever whoever the the scoop person was, I can't remember who it was, but it was basically um, I heard that James Roberts was fired from the Panthers because he bashed Jamal Idris. Is there any truth to that? And the reply was something like, "No comment in capitals," and then it said dot dot dot, but you may be on the right track, winky face. <laughs> Or there may be something to what you said, winky face. So, um, James Roberts, mm-hmm. winger. Yeah, not a massive unit by any stretch of the imagination. Probably eighty-five kilo, wouldn't he? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit more. I mean, you know, the muscle and stuff. He's not. He's not. He's not. Okay, let's say he's, he's not one hundred twenty kilo. Well, and what's and what's Idris, Idris doing now? He'd have about one hundred ten. He's yeah. six foot something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. Hands like yeah. flippers can't hold them up. Yeah, but Penrith, the fucking the small the small guys, I mean fucking Romolo Romolo beating the shit out of Waterhouse. Waterhouse. Another got mismatch. A of it. It's fucking David and Goliath shit out there at the foot of the Blue Mountains. Well, it's, it's <laughs> the Westy mentality, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get out there, if you're an underdog, you're a winner. Yeah, yeah. That's how they roll. <laughs> Except they get the arse and go on to thrive at other clubs. <laughs> Do you know there's a drive through Krispy Kreme at Penrith? Yeah. Pretty sure there is. They went broke pretty much everywhere else, didn't they? I hope everyone steered Jamal fucking clear of that just quietly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Troy underscore 79. Next time I arrive at church to drop off food, make sure this week in league is turned right down. The poor old priest heard cunt twice in 10 seconds. LOL. <laughs> Another rave review, I, I call that. <laughs> sorry, Father. No, not sorry at all. The Scarecrow 23. I've been waiting all season for this week in league to bring up Dashing Dan's cricket, cricketing ability. Hash the reason I listen. <laughs> there you go, Glenn. Have at it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He's very proud <laughs> that he's he's been able to run out for Auburn Cricket Club under 80s um, for the last 15 years or so. Um, and sure, they put a bell in the ball. And sure, he has to use an inflatable bat. And sure, like, they get, you know, when he's in the field, they give him, like, baseball mitts for each hand to catch a ball in. But, you know, the the point is that I'm trying to make without, you know, I'm not here to rubbish the bloke, but he's a fuckhead. <laughs> and he can't play cricket. And he thinks he can, and it's just sad. <laughs> and on top of that, he's a fucking para fan. Yeah, who went to para, I believe, after the demise of Norths. He's got nothing going for him. Yeah, I mean, he may correct, correct me if I'm wrong there, of course, but, um, you know, because, of course, it's far less shameful well, to be a para fan for life. He doesn't actually listen. <laughs> he tells us. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I have to listen. They've oh, bagged yeah, me. Yeah. I'm so fucking busy blowing up my inflatable bat for the weekend's cricket match. <laughs> Fuckhead. You know you're listening. Stop pretending. 
Mickey T, 1985. Fucking bravo, Glenn, on this week in league. Tearing Channel 9, a new one, Ree McKinnon. Give it a listen, Gingel, you gronk. Hash morally bankrupt, and he did copy uh, at Channel Nine. In I there. did get a few a uh, few raps from my little tyro. You did. You fucking. And that it was, was impassioned. It was, and it was completely off the cuff too. Yeah, well, as we just said, there's no time to script this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so, rock yeah. up, shovel food in my face, get into it, and drive home whilst asleep. That's it. That's how I roll Tuesday nights. Yeah, Jr. Underscore Buff. Is the clock back yet? <laughs> yeah, you just inciting people now. Exactly. At Andy Kintz. Dear This Week in League, please stop using the Raiders as your punchline hurts my green heart. Request denied. Um, Actually, you know, this week. Is he a Kiwi? That I do not know. Kintz. Yeah, it's spelled that way, though. It's not like it's pronounced that way. Oh, okay. And uh, Tirana355, I just finished listening to this week's ep. I have to say, I love the idea of donating for Alex. And he's put his money where his mouth is, too. Uh, several times. He uh, he bought me some rumbos or bourbons or something down at the grand final, as well as he has signed up to be a member. Legend. Facebook. Saw DJ oh, X playing at the Caxton. Yeah. He's, he's a shifty character. He's a shifty character. He's a good bloke. He is a good bloke, don't get me wrong. But he was dressed up, had his, like, tr- you know, fancy trousers on and a belt and a button-up shirt. Oh, was he at the sleigh at the RE or something well, later, was he? I don't know. He said he was on his, he, this, you know, his... He was just on his way. He came straight from work. That's okay. his story. Yeah. All right. But I think he's trying to be a pimp. <laughs> and when the guy that he was with probably wasn't going to earn him much money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Ian Saguna. Hey, fellas. Saguna. With a lot of gronks, gronkness, cuntness, and grubness happening in our game of recent years, I was suggesting that you could have a new category for the Twill Awards called the Rob- Robbie Louis. Gronk Cunt Grub Award, given to someone in the NRL community involved in an ab- act of absolute Gronk Cunt Grubness. Haven't the, we got an award like that already? Yeah, let's get, let's wait till we get to the end. Oh. The listeners could have their say, because like yourselves and us supporters, there are always a few articles we read week in, week out, where we just nod our head in disbelief, and after reading it, usually the response in our minds is, what a grub, cunt, or gronk. At the end of the year, you have, say, the top five with the winner to be notified by Twitter. If they have an account, what do you guys think? Hash, Gronk Cunt Grub Award. Well, we, always have, we already have a Grub of the Year award. Anyway, and what, I think what you're proposing is probably nothing revolutionary that changes that, except a hashtag that's really fucking hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I like your well thought out idea, but um, I just it, the, the hashtag is just it's, it's losing me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Butler, kudos to whoever the fuck suggested IPP podcast player as a fellow third worlder of the Android variety it allows me to stream the show without the threat of some inconsiderate fuck calling and ruining the stream and have to restart or wait 10 minutes for it to buffer via the website on my shitty phone another great show lads hash LG in decline to which I replied the uh we've had a few people amp up about yeah. us bagging out Androids but yeah, I've seen a couple of people switching back though too alright um, this is an email from someone whose name is the mysterious Mr. X because they must be kept a mystery. This is great. Love the show, lads. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. And I will say it's not a name that I had seen uh, before, like on Twitter or anything either. If you can keep this tip anonymous, I'd appreciate it. If you can't, forget I ever said anything. (laughs) Got a bit of a tip for you that no one else in the media, as far as I can tell, has cottoned on to. Google the name of the woman, in quotes who got fined for pissing her seat at the Origin during Lockie's final year. Compare that name to the team list for a team that plays out of the stadium where said piss seat occurred. 
Now, you got your phone there. Get on your Goog. Get the name of that red-headed woman who pissed on the seat at the origin. I don't remember her first name off the top of my head. I do remember her surname, though, because it's important to the story. Jeez, I just... You got a name on there? Hang on, give me a break. I'm on an iPhone, it's not as fast as these fucking androids. <laughs> Carrie Ann Strasser. Carrie Ann Strasser, I believe of Petrie. Now, if you were to look at the Broncos squad, you would notice, and especially if you watch the Broncos trial games at the start of the year, you would notice that someone, you'd be well aware of the name uh, Cody Nicarima. Yes. Was touted as potentially playing in halves. And then Ben Hunt kind of won the playoff. Sure. Someone who actually seemed to have the inside running over the both of them in one of the trials at the start of the year, Zach Strass is his name. Right. Now, now we've got that, we'll proceed with the email. I know the player personally through league in lower grades and age groups and confirmed that the woman in question is an absolute bush pig and is the mother of the player, not a distant relative or anything like that. If you can't join the dots and get two or three minutes of gear out of that, I'm not here. <laughs> I and now I am. You can't hold the kid responsible. No, 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 no. I don't hold him responsible. But in the modern day rugby league NRL world that we live in, I cannot fucking believe that in the story of her getting done, it wasn't like has a promising son who's a promising blah blah signed to the Broncos blah blah junior development. Yeah, blah. that's because the media needs it served <laughs> up to on a platter. They're not googling <laughs> shit and going through player databases. I mean, then that was a few years ago. Like, yeah, her th- her he thing was, was probably yeah. what's he? He'd be young, young twenty. He'd be he'd be yeah, he'd, I'd say he'd be between eighteen and twenty. Date of birth: twenty seventh to tenth, nineteen ninety two, according to the Broncos profile. Oh yeah, so he's twenty four this year. Then. Twenty. 22 this year. Sorry, twenty two this year. Yeah, okay. So actually, oh, Jeff, that's actually older than I thought, considering he's you know Nick Arima's very young, isn't he? Like, he's, mm. he's under twenty. Yeah, and it okay. doesn't say anything about um, his mum's exploits. So I would expect... In his Broncos profile, which is surprising, because I thought it would be fairly hard-hitting journalism, these Broncos profiles. Well, yeah. I was wrong. But there you go, it's very interesting. Um, thanks for the tip. And thanks for the tip, uh, Mr. X. And uh, as opposed to player A, B or C's wife, he's just he's Mr. X, this guy. Yeah. As far as I know, hasn't been uh, run through by the UBC. Now... Uh, once again, membership. Thanks. To, they're still coming in, which is fantastic. Thanks to everyone who's jumped on board. Um, we are, as I said, we're still offering them. We're going to have about 20-something additional after they've been whittled down a little bit this week. We're going to have about 20-something extras, I think. And uh, we're going to have at least one across every size from XS to 4XL. But um, sizes like extra small and that, we only sold like barely, barely any really, and even, and above, and, you know, like 4XL, barely any. The vast majority sat in probably, even mediums are down on this one too, so the vast majority sat probably in the L to 2XL range, but we're getting a lot of mediums in there as well, so uh, get in there, and um, that's basically all. I mean, and obviously once we get the idea, once we get the word on what's going on with uh, with McKinnon and uh, any foundations or whatever that's been set up to support him, we'll uh, get onto that, and uh, yeah, 5% of all... We'll be true to our word. ...gross proceeds... Go to uh, yeah, none of this. Yeah, or not net, depending not on how much after, money we yeah, make. Exactly, this is actually it's coming it's off the top, coming straight off the top. Exactly, exactly, and uh, you know it's and you know it's not going to be 
a, a ginormous amount of money, but it's uh, you it's, know, it's going to be something, and it's, it's going to be our community. And, it, and it's you know, it's engaging our fan base, you know, to to think about donating themselves. Exactly, well. exactly. Trying to lead the way. Okay, the first story. Matty Elliott got knifed. Now, the story actually broke uh, from a guy that I know, Chris Gary at the Courier Mail. I uh, often see him. Uh, he's the the guy at the Courier Mail that's also uh, right into MMA and stuff. So if there's any uh, UFC interview days and stuff like that, he's always the guy there representing the Courier Mail and he's always there on the days of the events and stuff like that. Good bloke. He, well before anyone else, tweeted out and said, look, you know, Elliot is getting knifed. He's on the way to getting knifed. It's going to happen, you know, in the you know next day or something like that. And there was a lot of you know people saying, "Oh bullshit," you know, whatever. You know, he was the only guy that said it. So there's a lot of you know um, denial and stuff like that out there in the NRL fans community. Community, and um, and we saw like um, I saw Annie tweeted it out. Got fucking hammered by Kiwi people going like, yeah, yeah whatever, you know. And so she's you know trying to fight the good fight. Um, but yeah. It actually happened, and it happened in a weird way too. Because when the press conference, it was confirmed not long after Chris Gary, like within a couple of hours after Chris had, had put it out on, on his Twitter, and um, then when it officially happened, the statement came out and said that he had resigned. Yet, 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 Matty Elliott's own Instagram, he had a uh, he had something on there, and like the the caption was like something like, "It doesn't matter if a decision happens. Yeah, you've got to." Yeah, you, it's how you react to it, or you know, you don't have to agree with it, and, and all that. Everything he said was just like straight up the line. He's been given the asshole, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't agree with, I don't agree with it." It was, I think it was premature, not in his reign. I mean, but I think it's premature in terms of this season's only five games old. It's a weird topsy turvy competition. They weren't the worst side in the comp by any stretch of the imagination on the ladder. It just seemed weird and early, but the fact for them to then go and say that it was a resignation. Not the fact that he's clearly asshole. That's just gutless people. on there. Treating people like fucking idiots. Yeah, and it is, and it, and it is gutless, which makes me think. I mean, I've been having discussions with people on Twitter all week about what the fuck is the problem with the Warriors. It can't be. It can't be the coaches, because they've been around for so long now, and they've had you know ten coaches. So it can't be. A, uh, Ivan Cleary, Ivan Cleary gave them a good era, but it was only like a good half of a year, and he got out of there before they could drag him down. And that motherfucker could coach. Can coach. Seems so, yeah. Seems so. I mean, and then, you know, they had obviously had success, you know, uh, you know they've been to the, the grand final before as well, but, you know, in the early in the early 2000s as well. But um, still, no consistency at any stage in their entire run as a club, no matter who the coach is. No consistency in their entire run as a club, no matter who the halves are or the playing staff. They had one of anything. the greatest halfbacks ever to play a fucking rugby league. Yeah, and this didn't help him. Really, like not as far as consistency went. He was consistently great. Yeah, well, this thing they had, they have had consistently great the rest players. Of the time, not so much. Or the rest of the team, rather, not so much. I just, again, they were a week away from a week removed from a good win mm-hmm. against the Tigers, where they yep. looked very, very good. Yep, lost um, to the only un, the only winless side in the competition. Yeah, but still, the way this competition's been going. That alone is not exactly a reason to... 
before the season started, would anyone have said, you know, after four or five rounds, Cronulla were going to be winless? No. Yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, like, I just... I can't say that I didn't see it coming at some point. Well, this everyone season. had... He, he certainly no, would he have been everyone's favourite to be the first block, one out, yeah. But, jeez... But I just think it's... Yeah, given what's like transpired, it's, I, I think, think it's... I think it's yeah. premature. I don't think their results um, were as horrible as what this decision might make them seem. And, um, you know, by, by no means am I, you know, a huge fan of, of Matt Elliott. And I, I think he has been dining out on a bit of success there at the Raiders. And that was um, a real little bit of success too, like yeah, a tiny he, little he, bit. He sort of... He went to Penrith and... Um, Made some things happen there. They made the semis and got bundled out and were never really smashed in both of the games yeah. in the finals. Yeah, um, he's got some interesting techniques um, and some out there thinking. He's a very interesting man. He's the sort of bloke you'd like to have a beer with. Yeah, because I think he'd be very interesting to talk to. But as a rugby league coach, um, some of his philosophies might be a bit before his time, and I think. Uh, these sorts of things, uh, they can be a bit his, hit and miss. And if you get the right playing group, he, you know, he could be regarded as one of the greatest coaches um, to get the best out of those particular individuals. But the problem is, there's 25 players in the squad, right. and you need to have all 25 of them buy in, or at least 17 of them. Yeah, buy sure. in completely and, and to your kumbaya. Had that yet. So no, no. Um, where does he go now? Though, like, fairly, you know, the Raiders were definitely sorry to see him go. Yeah, the club in um, England is absolutely ordinary, hopeless. Fairly ordinary departure from Penrith. Um, same from the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, a club in England is just atrocious. Yeah, I guess, you know, England or maybe a role in the media. That's possible too. Yeah, and he does speak well. Should, but um, the Warriors, they've appointed former Raiders halfback Andrew McFadden for the rest of the 2014 season as a caretaker role, suggesting that they're buying time to identify the coach who can uh, actually deliver them you know, back in the finals football. So... Neil Henry and former Dragons coach Nathan Brown on the radar. Interesting. Now, Nathan Brown's off contract at the end of 2015, but has get-out clauses in his contract, and he's the front-runner for the position. If, I just... And I, I guess it's probably hypocritical of me to say, given that McPotter came from the same sort of thing, but mm-hmm. Nathan Brown, how... Well, I guess, he, you know, he, he has got NRL experience, albeit... Not a great deal of success, but fairly he's fairly successful over there, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Certainly in his time at the Dragons, it was probably it was probably a bit early, I think. Yeah, and he's Somebody slapping did. people and shit. Yeah, <laughs> not that great. No. Um, Didn't have the temperament for coaching back then. Yeah, I just I wonder how he's going to go. I think Henry's another another decent one. Uh, apparently, they first expressed interest in Henry back when uh, they sacked Brian McLennan two years ago. Right. So he was firmly entrenched in the Cowboys, probably in after one year or two years of a five-year deal up there, and he uh, he couldn't foresee. Obviously, he was getting his getting arsehole last year and, and shifting down to the Titans. He is unsigned for next season, though. Okay. But Graham Annesley at the Titans hopes that uh that you know he'll stick around there. Uh, so well, they need a backup plan for when shit goes pear shaped there and they sack Cardi. Exactly, exactly, uh, and clearly he's doing a you know he's doing a good job there because you know Cardi certainly couldn't have them up on the, on top of the ladder with any differential really. Oh, their points differential aside, at the end of the day, you know they've won games, mm-hmm. and how much of that? It's a bit. It seems to be fairly uh, indicative of Henry's coaching 
that he's the guy behind the scenes making it all happen. Like like with Origin. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, um, he, he had a bit of success at the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys probably wanted and thought that, you know, their side containing Jonathan Thurston was worthy of a premiership. Yeah, and, oh, exactly, yeah. Uh, and and he couldn't deliver it, and fair enough. And they weren't looking like they were going to be finals bound. In fact, they were... Obviously, that was proven to be incorrect, but they were, you know, they looked like they were even, not even mathematical chances no. to, to make the finals yeah. at one stage. They were sure. down there with the Broncos, and they somehow managed to actually go on a bit of a run after he was fired, of course, yeah, and get up there and, and actually get into the finals. So, whether he's the, you know, the logical solution there for New Zealand, I, I don't know. It seems to be another, another Parramatta. Yeah. Inconsistent results, um, a board that just chops and changes... And the board's the constant. That's that's got to be where the problem lies. But then you hear suggestions that the players wanted wanted rid of. You know, they knew obviously knew that Elliot was in trouble, so they wanted rid of him. So the p- performance against Cronulla was like a, a demonstration the, by, yeah, senior, by certain senior players. What does that say, though? That says a shit. The, the, the fuck shit does that say about players that are professionals, as you say? But what Apparently. does that say? You know, for the fans that are paying their memberships. Yeah. You know, th- yeah, their pay money. For that shit. Their money that they, you know, these guys, people, I pay $400-odd for my Broncos membership, right? Yep. I'm not even really invested in, in the Broncos as, as a club, you know. Yeah. It's not I just love football. Yeah. I love the, you know, and I pay that and more for those seats. Yeah. But if you're a diehard Warriors fan and you're forking out three or $400 to go and watch them every week and to, what you see is going to be dependent on the attitude of the playing group towards their coach. Yeah the fuck you're professionals you get out there if you've got an issue with a coach fair enough I don't begrudge you know if that's it's like if you've got a major issue with your boss and yep. and you've got to go above his head to, to get something done about it but don't turn in a shit performance yep exactly um, and and I just I, th- I think that's really gross yep I agree you know like people they they live in this fucking bubble some of these players mm-hmm. and it's so far removed from reality and so many of them have lived in this bubble since they're sort of 14, 15 years of age and they start to be part of that development group, yep. you know. And I'm not saying all of them, but a vast majority of them from 14, 15 being told how great they are and how great they're going to be. Yep. Exactly. It's clear that that has a major fucking impact on their on their view of the world and their importance they're in, you know. Yep. I just... I think it's really fucking gross yep. that people, you know, people that don't have a great deal of money, that f- because they love the club, they fork out hundreds of dollars to go and watch these cunts run around every week, and then all of a sudden they get the shits with the coach, and it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to have a go. Yeah. But the poor prick sitting in the chair doesn't go, well, you know what, I'm going to get a refund or I'm going to pay less this week for my seat because you fuckheads won't have a go mm-hmm. because you don't like the coach or something the coach has done. You know that's not fair. No. And I, and and they think that that's you know a lot of the players, and and when they get, and I'm not saying the Warriors are the only club that have done this. Um, the Tigers weren't a million miles removed from that in 2011. <laughs> uh, 2012. 2012. Right? 2011. You're right. Yeah, 2012 rather. Um, yeah, I just I, I fucking really have a major problem with that. Um, you know if they're if their contract stated that, you know, if you put in a, a, a performance that was subpar and it'd be hard to judge, yeah, um, you know, 
The problem is players can have bad bad games and and they shouldn't they shouldn't be punished for you know a bad performance. But I mean, you would think with the advent of GPS and all the things that they can do now and the metrics that they 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 have everything. Yeah. Every statistic. Yeah. You, know, you would think that they could identify a trend or you know a performance as well below and there's just, and there's certain intangible things like you know just the the way they're you know looking for the ball and you know looking to get involved in the game. Yeah. You know whatever they're doing. Look, it, it's a far fetched idea, but I just think imagine. If that was the case, you know, because the poor old bloke sitting in the chair that scratches and scrapes his money together to pay for his seat to go and watch a team that he loves goes home disappointed because these blokes don't like something the coach has done. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. You'd love, you'd love a situation where it's like a base salary and then the star's got the opportunity to earn a million dollars, but that million dollars is, is based on statistical performance from week to week. And it's like bonuses they're earning on top of their thing. So they've got sure. enough that they're, they're, they're making a living. But if they want to make this, you know, you give them the ability to make like you know stratosphere money. Yeah. If they play like you know they deserve it, you know, in stratosphere. It'd never happen. No, never, never. It's nice and true. But uh, the other, the other part of this story is I saw on Twitter last night. It was a story setting Twitter on fire. Genius, throwing his hat in there and said, uh, "Yes, I am interested in coaching these Warriors." And he's publicly stated that. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Um. I think in attack. Yep. He could he could certainly get some things happening with that sort. Um certainly there's some parallels um in what he did with Benji and what he could do with Sean Johnson. Um the type of player Sam Tompkins is and the type of player Brett Hodgson was. <laughs> yeah. Um but I tell you what, you want to talk about inconsistent that's the other thing Have too, and I mean, Sheen's is record yeah, the Tigers, and also Benji. I mean, come on, now. I mean, the dude, you know, you saw the Commonwealth Bank Cup stuff before he even hit first. I mean, you know, you knew what you were getting with Benji anyway. I mean, that was a lot of that was him, it was just this who he was. True, um, natural weird shit he just brings, he just brought to the game when he was at his peak. But still, they've got to be coached, and I, I don't know. I, I am probably a little bit tainted from the last few years of Sheens but um, and and certainly between 2006 and 2010 um, there was some stuff that went on in there that you just wonder <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck he was thinking um, but I don't know you'd probably be, see how McFadden goes this year he might throw his hat into the ring um, you know if they turn around and start playing for him so yeah. I think it was a little bit harsh but I, I I think it was probably inevitable if they did have an ordinary year where he was going to go regardless of how hard the players were trying. Yeah. All right. Twitter wars. Twitter has gone into meltdown after Robbie Farrer ignited tensions between Jamie Soward and Bo Ryan over a footy show skit. Farrer on Monday night fired a carefully aimed shot at Soward after the Penrith playmaker responded to questions over the footy show skit on Channel 9 News. Asked what he thought of being a regular target of Bo Ryan in the footy show segment known as Jamie Soward TV. The prickly 5'8 didn't bother to hide his disdain, asking if the injured Sharks winger was even playing this season before suggesting he belonged back in New South Wales Cup. Farrah, who's a close friend of his former Tigers teammate Ryan, was quick to get involved, sending Twitter into a spin. He sent a tweet that said, uh, what about the Sowie having a cry on the news tonight at the real Bo Ryan? Ha, 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 ha. I don't think there's any love lost between Robbie Farrah and Jamie Soward. No. Um, given some of the comments that Jamie made, was it last season? Maybe even the season before. The season before, I'd say. And, but, but, I mean, yeah, in, in his defence, he was like, 
he was sort of sledged from behind, didn't realise who it was, and, and and just retorted back with a, you know, yo mama sort of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, didn't know it was actually far, and he was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and he, and he sort of pulled himself up. You know. Sure. I, I think it was probably not the, not the smartest move from Robbie. Um, I think there's a few people that have hammered him about how dare you fucking, you know, preach the NRL's anti-bullying campaign and then, you know, look at you, you're bullying. Um, yeah, well, I don't, I don't necessarily oh, agree with that oh, one. But, but yeah, but I mean, he had a cry, remember, to, you know, he wanted laws from the government against, you know, <laughs> against Twitter abuse and stuff yeah, after, yeah. after he copped it. Like and, I you said, know. not particularly well thought oh, yeah. out. And he probably... Uh, should have done it via text message or something like that, and they, they had a laugh to uh, themselves. I don't know about putting it on Twitter. Bring Bryce in on the on the group text message. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I I see fucking people like Jared Vaughan. Penrith nerds. This is what you're saying. Yeah, well, he is he is a Penrith aristocrat. Yeah. But jumping to Jamie Sow's defence. It's funny, isn't Could it? Could you imagine... You were talking about the, you're talking about the Could players. Could you imagine if this exact thing happened last year? He'd be kicking what with everyone Jared else. What would Jared be saying about Jamie Sow? Oh, he'd be kicking in a cat in a hat and this and oh, the rest of it. Oh, but now Jamie's a panther and everyone loves Jamie. You're talking... If, if, he, if he... I mean, obviously it's never going to happen, but if he, if he and it went, loved it manly... No, I could not give him unconditional support. I just couldn't do it because I've got to keep it real. And there's a cat in the hat. Fuck no. But you, you were saying, but you were saying before talking about the players, you know, and you know not putting in and how it was gross. That's fucking gross. The way that these Penrith bitches have just rolled yeah. over and accepted this fucking clown. <laughs> Am I being too harsh? <laughs> <laughs> Into their midst, like he's the second coming of fucking Brandy Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I um, no, there there is nothing that Jamie Soward could do in a Penrith jumper, um, and this includes single-handedly defeating the West Tigers, which may happen this season. I I can't say it won't, but I just can't shake that vision of his yeah. solo celebration, and that will forever be the epitome of Jamie Soward yeah. in my eyes. That's the way you should be with the fan base too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And I'm not saying don't support your team. He's part of your team. Fair, fair call. But you want to jump to Jamie Sow's defence when Robbie Farrow's having a crack? You know, when Robbie... You know, I don't know how much truth there is. I, I wouldn't put it past Jamie Sowd for what I've seen, heard and read about him in the media. Um, that um, that he'd have it in his game to yeah. say something quite fucking out of line on yeah. the field. Um, you know... From his perspective, too, I, I don't know that he was having a cry either. No, he was thinking of beating Debo. Why not? Yeah. You know, that's exactly the you know Benji Marshall made a crack about when um, uh, Taniella Chuaki was you know was coming on strong. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was him. And um, they were asking about Bo Ryan. He said, "Oh, with, with Chuaki going so well, it'd probably be Bo knows reserve grade." Yeah. And so the joke's been made before, which is, you know, not surprising. Jamie Meow, Jamie Soward's almost called him Jamie Meowed. <laughs> it's a great, it's a Jamie great. Jamie Soward's regurgitating. And, and it's a great joke too, because I mean, let's face it, you know, Bo Ryan does not possess the attributes of a modern day winger in terms of speed, athleticism for the way that you know these tries have started coming on since the corner post is out of play. You know, like, <laughs> he can't do that shit. 
Look, I don't... Bo doesn't know how to do any of that. I don't find Bo Ryan particularly entertaining. That's just me. And I choose not to watch a footy show. And that's, again, that's just me. I don't begrudge anyone that, that to watching the show or enjoying his comedy. But they don't know But they don't know funny, those, those people you're describing. <laughs> at all. Well, humour is a personal taste. But, um, look, I think it's a bit of a fucking storm in a teacup. At the end of the day, you're all grown men. Yep. And I just, I have a bit of a problem... I think it's a little bit gross that people are attaching the anti-bullying campaign to this. Like, yeah. this is three grown men, yeah. athletes, really, yeah. compared to, you know, kids or young adults yeah. being, like, systematically fucking bullied. Like, exactly. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's not draw that parallel. I think yeah. that probably cheapens the message yeah. um, of the bullying. In conclusion, Robbie Farrow needs to fucking think before he tweets get his cousin off his fucking Twitter because honestly he's the first one to sook when he cops it and he seems and he's in the top three people ready to give it out to so you know fucking it's got to cut both ways son in now, summary Robbie Farris a god and can do whatever he wants as long as he fucking learns how to tweet properly and take a fucking hit alright also in he social media this week hand learned to cook a schnitzel and a pizza at a reasonable price that can turn a profit for yourself and your business as well. You don't have to close it down and stop changing the name. Fucking Tiger Tiger like a tiger. Like a like a fucking liquidation. <laughs> Sorry I brought it up. Yeah, now. <laughs> also in social media, this week in social media, <laughs> Greg Bird on Instagram took a shot at Cooper Cronk. And it's sensational because we've fuck we've tweeted Cooper Cronk stuff before, like, you know, quotes off his off his website with just those yeah. ridiculous ridiculously like pseudo academic, you know, pseudo deep, you know, pompous fucking things that he says about the hay in the village and blah, you know, blah blah blah. And you know, everything basically except for the you know, fish and chip shop that made the best hot chips ever. Uh, Greg Bird has put a picture of himself celebrating after that goal's gone over the end of the game where he's, you know, double fist pumps up in the air and his teammates, a couple of guys, players around him, you know, big smiles. Obviously, they got away with the wind against the storm down there. And the caption is, every sinew in my body came together in one perfect hole. <laughs> These are the scariest and greatest moments in rugby league. Cash and nail <laughs> Which is, you know, verbatim quote from uh, some of Cooper Cronk's uh, musings on his website. And now, the thing is, Cooper Cronk hasn't said a thing about it. A, because he probably doesn't have a social media presence. B, B he probably wouldn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck, probably. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a great sledger on the field as well. I mean, you know, I don't think he'd give a fuck. But Melbourne Storm fans lost their shit. And it's not just Melbourne Storm fans, too. It's probably Melbourne Storm fans plus people who, you know, find it as a good opportunity to tell Greg Bird to put, put a glass in his missus face. Or something like that, you know. Because let's face it, he attracts a lot of that as well. You know, but uh, just fucking settle down. <laughs> Let the players sort it out. But just it's it's fairly. If a player says something fucking stupid, then by all means smash them. If they say something that's you know reprehensible, racist, or like you know fucking Grayson Goodman when he was talking about you know yeah, about gay people can't be you know shouldn't be referees and stuff and things like that. If they say something reprehensible like that, then go nuts, smash the absolute piss out of them because, they, you know what, they got it coming. But this was actually a funny joke and, it, you know, it worked well uh, with the photo and everything like that. It was great. It was a great sledge. And and you know what? As funny as it was, it was, it was mild too. It wasn't yeah, like it was he was actually... Tame. Yeah, it was Yeah, he wasn't actually like, you know... Storm fans are sensitive motherfuckers, man. Oh, of course. I mean, that's because, yeah, they, they're, they're sensitive because they, they had their, their, 
fucking assholes cleaned out with a sandblaster in 2010 or whatever it was. <laughs> I'll never forget that silly, silly woman at the Gold Coast. Oh, but when we went to the game that time? Yeah. <laughs> you were wearing a manly jumper and... Yeah, I was just wearing a manly hoodie. Niggling and niggling It was a pretty down low manly jumper too. It wasn't like maroon. It was yeah, like no. grey. It was pretty low key. And she just kept going and I was just, you know, I, I believe I gently reminded her of 40 nil. And then she started to get cranky about it. And then you mentioned something about cheats. Cheats. Fucking Jesus, those players knew nothing about that. Got <laughs> super aggressive. I was like, Jesus, woman. And then we had that, that ghost storm idiot on Twitter that time last year, whenever it was. <laughs> Which was fucking good times, too. Yeah, storm fans, just fucking take it. Just chill, man. Take a rest, guy. Okay, Benji Marshall. Who would have thought that name would come up again on this show, but... He could be going to the ESL. Super Rugby's high-profile recruit, Benji Marshall, could be off to the English Super League after struggling to get game time at the Blues this season. He left the West Tigers last year after 11 seasons with the NRL club and is a recruitment target of English club Salford and its billionaire owner, Marwan Kukash, according to reports. Kukash? Have you seen the uh, the parody account for Mr. Yeah, yeah Cockrash. Cockrash. Yeah, it's good. It's terrible. Um... <laughs> There's some funny tweets coming out of that one. I don't follow it, I don't believe, but I, I see retweets come across all the time. How would he go? How do you reckon he'd go in Super League? Just let, let me finish the story, because there's dollars attached to this. Mm. A deal worth up to $3 million could be done this week after he speaks with the club coach, Yeston Harris. We're always looking at players of Benji's quality, Cook Ash told News Corp. Who wouldn't be interested in him? I know, fucking 16 NRL clubs and... 12 Super 10 Super Rugby clubs. I'll be talking to our coach Harris about all the recruitment over the next couple of days. Benji will be one of the few players we'll talk about. Under English Super League rules, any deal done with Marshall is not counted under the salary cap as he'll be classified as a rugby union recruit. This leaves the door open for a million dollar a season deal, which is twice as much as he's on at the Blues. He's uh, started just one game in first in the first eight rounds of Super Rugby with Blues coach John Kerwin preferring rookie Simon Hickey, who was promoted from outside the core squad of 33 players in the 5-8th role and emerging star Charles Piotow at fullback. I just, I think that's the problem with Salford. Um, <laughs> they're looking at players of Benji Marshall's caliber. That's probably why they're going so fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't think, but you know, he might, he might carve up the ESL too because, you know, it's a second-rate competition, you know. I don't know. It's been a long time since he's carved much up, Benji. Luke Dawn, pariah of Manly in the bad old days. It's got 140 tries in the English Super League. Jesus. Um, Tyre on a rope. I believe Tyre on a rope went okay over there too. I, I feel a little, a little bad that Benji has gone to rugby and it must be knocking his fucking ego around. Because he's a terrible fucking player. Did you see, was it the last game they had or the game before? No. Where they, they'd, they'd racked up enough of a lead that they were, you know, they were home and hosed. So they gave Benji a long time, I believe at fullback, a long time on the field and he was just fucking terrible so they're, they're trying this is this is like it's reminiscent of um, like yeah, Israel Folau AFL <laughs> or something <laughs> just a total Gumby terrible terrible stuff and look I I wouldn't have begrudged him being successful in rugby union um, given you know I can still remember the good times at Tigers but Tell me, what if you went to the English Super League and was fairly mediocre over there? Which is a tough gig. Matt Orford-esque. 
Yeah, very much so. Except without the epic premiership win, uh, record-breaking win. Okay, so yeah, best of luck to Benji. I think he would. Uh, I think I think ESL is a perfect fit for him because I think that you know it's a it's a competition where you know his style might take him by surprise, a bit of a blitzkrieg, mm. and he might start you know, looking like the old Benji. Yeah, you know, kind of, you know, feed I'd it fairly down there. I wouldn't watch it, but I mean, you know, I'd wish him the best, and you know, we wish him to get you know tons of money because he's miserable down there in Union. Okay, doggies have uh, copped a fine, pretty inadequate one, but anyway, uh, for breaches of the uh, new concussion dead, the new concussion guidelines, they fined twenty thousand dollars. They only got to pay ten. Uh, further ten thousand is suspended. Greenberg said on Tuesday morning that the NRL had issued one breach notice to the Bulldogs for an incident involving Josh Jackson in round two. Uh, as it was the first breach, 10000 of the $20,000 fine will be suspended, but the club will be liable to pay it if there's any further breaches during the 2014 season. During the first five rounds, Greenberg said that 27 players were taken from the field to undergo sideline concussion assessments. Uh, SCAs, as they were becoming known. 14 of those players returned to the field after being cleared of concussion. 13 did not return to the field. Five clubs have been given please explain notices in relation to their compliance with the new concussion rules, believed to include cases involving West Tigers forward Liam Fulton. That's a big one, I think, because that guy's fucking on the verge of Muhammad Ali, I think. The Bulldogs, James Graham, that was another big one, knocked out in tw- you know, in twice in within one game, as well as Parramatta and Penrith players. He said he would further consult with club CEOs, chief medical officers, coaches and players, as well as the Rugby League Players Association in coming months to hear their views on the way the policy is working. There's no doubt the new policy has raised awareness of the need to take concussion seriously. We know the club doctors and medical staff are best placed to determine whether a player should return to the field after a head knock. We believe they are overwhelmingly acting in the best interest of their players, but will continue to take action where a breach occurs. Greenberg said overall clubs have complied with the policy which is aimed at protecting players who suffer head knocks during games. Have they assessed the Tigers' protocol in in dealing with Liam Fulton? They're one of the ones that, they've, that they that they are are looking at, I believe. Uh, they've been given please explain notice over it. Right. So I guess they've got to explain it. Um. I just again, it's fairly creepy if a club would knowingly put a player back out on the field, regardless of how much he might want to go out there. If you know, if a, if a team is basically flouting the rules yeah. Um, in order to get a player back out there um, and gain some sort of competitive advantage or, or try and, you know, help the team win to the detriment of the player's health. It's fairly creepy as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Um, Undoubtedly, though, has happened and can, continues to happen. Yeah, I'm not not saying that probably reduced I, incidents, I Probably reduced incidents now because they're starting to really look like, you know, put a spotlight on it. But, yeah. In years gone by, and you know, it wasn't the focus as recently as last year, I would say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I hope that the the new protocol and, and the increased um, focus that the league is, is putting on these sorts of incidents, I, I hope it really does um, have the clubs thinking twice before they, they put a, a player in harm's way. Yeah. Like I said, there's more more important things in life than um, two competition points on a weekend. Yeah, you think so? I mean, I you know I have my doubts about you know how effective the whole concussion thing is going to be. I think it was brought in because you know the NRL obviously they see what's happening in the NFL and other sports around the world, and they're thinking like legal liability and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that regardless of concussion protocols, if a player turns up years later and something happens, they'll still you know they'll still be exactly as liable as they were. I would I would suggest it's a tough thing because there'd be little doubt where it came from, 
yeah. even if they were, you know, they they did everything all oh, careful, all this sort of thing. I think unless they can prevent it, which they can't, you know, in the contact sport like that. I suspect that you know any part of a, a playing contract is going to have some sort of waiver. Yeah, I could just throw. You, know, you would think they would have thrown those in for, you know, Years. a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, but I guess they have to at least be seen to be acting in the best yeah. interest of the player and his and his health yeah. and welfare. So, um, I just for teams to be fine for it, it just again, it's just fucking creepy. Well, this take thing... them off the fucking field and make it a mandatory, and then take it a step further. If a player's concussed, this goes for the Tigers as well. If he is concussed and he comes from the field because of a head knock, regardless of whether he passes a test or not, he misses a week. Yeah. If he if he's sick enough that he's taking a knock and he's and he has to come from the field. Yeah. Then he misses a week. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Where's the, where's the fine go to? I mean, because a fine doesn't uh, do the player any good at the time. No. Doesn't it doesn't stop the player getting sent back out on the field? You know, perhaps it makes the club think about it in the future. But twenty thousand dollars, you know, half of that suspended, to drop in the ocean. I don't think they care that much about it, uh, about that kind of money, especially if it's like a you know, a James Graham, and they need him to. You know, what happens right if if let's use James Graham as an example, and it's it's a grand final. Yep. James Graham in the first fucking five minutes. Ellery Hanley's it. Yep. He's gone. Yep. Flat out. Yep. Carried off. All of a sudden, they take him off the field, assess him. Feels all right. Yep. You know, club says that he passes the protocol, Mm -hmm. put him back out there, makes 30 tackles, 20 hit-ups, a couple of offloads, Bulldogs win the game. He leads the way. He's a fucking hero. Mm -hmm. Five years later, drops dead. Yeah. The fuck you can have all the premiership rings in the world. Mm-hmm. That's still blood on the club's hands, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know you don't know what impact that is going to have on a player's, you know, in years to come. You know, a, a fucking and and it'd be a hard thing to prove, but direct correlation to that. That's thing. right. Yeah. But it's you know a player drops dead from a fucking aneurysm. Yeah, you know, or something that comes from you know from you know head head trauma. Sure, and they didn't do anything else in their career other than play footy. Exactly right. Yeah. I just again, it's just fucking creepy, and I think it's unnecessary. Um, and people need to realise that they're in the NRL is an entertainment business, and and we're all entertained week in week out. But um, you know, players are still going to have lives long after football, and they should be able to live them with their family and. Um, and not be fucking brain dead idiots any you know any more than what they were going to be. Excellent segue. <laughs> Ashley Harrison has announced that he retire at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harrison announced his retirement. Uh, four club veteran, two hundred and seventy-one NRL games, fifteen Origin appearances. He's going to hang up the boots at the end of this. His 15th first grade season. Wayne Bennett uh, was in the middle of talking about an Alex McKinnon thing, but obviously he had a lot to do with uh, Ashley Harrison back in the day. And he says he's been quite remarkable and outstanding. Um, he handed him his debut at the Broncos in the year 2000. He's not a big bloke and he's played in the forwards his whole career at four clubs. He's been an Origin star for five years. And if you walk past him in the street, you wouldn't know who he was. He was born to be a footballer and he lived the dream. That's him. Harrison debuted at Brisbane, moved down to the Rabbitohs, Roosters and Titans. And he was quite upset when he was announcing his, in, announcing his retirement. And I uh, guess we wish him the best in the future. But, uh, you know, 
Let's hope he did some study elsewhere. <laughs> After blowing off the old stuff. Yeah. Um, look, he's he's done it all, really. I would never have thought that he played 271 games. I know. It's a lot. He doesn't actually look that old. No, no, not at all. He doesn't look any different now to really what yeah, he did well, I mean, and is, is, he, is, he, is he struggling with, you know, it's a debilitating injury or, like, you know, recurring injury or something like that? Because it seems strange. Because it doesn't seem to me like he's... Yeah, at the end, absolutely. And, you know, I guess it's, you know, better to go too soon rather than too late. But I saw some people saying, well, it's probably about time he has been horrible in a couple of games this season. Okay. So I think it's fairly harsh. We're only five rounds in. Yeah. And he'll yeah. probably still play Origin again. So, yeah. um, look, he's been a valuable member of, of the Origin squad um, for a number of years. He's uh, he's played a hell of a lot of first grade and he's, he's always been a, a fairly hard-nosed and fair competitor. Um, and he played a number of positions too, lock, second row, uh, played a little bit of 5'8 from time to time as well. Um, and, yeah, good luck to him. 15 years is a long time at the top grade. It is. You just don't see how long. makes everyone feel. It, makes, it, it, it shows everyone how old they are. <laughs> <laughs> you can remember when he started. <laughs> Recaps from round, what was it, five of the NRL 2014 NRL season. Kicked off Friday night football. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, nine, defeated the Sydney Roosters, eight, over there at Allianz. Um, the Dogs, their nine points came from tries to Chase Stanley, uh, a field goal to Josh Reynolds, conversion and a penalty to Trent Hodkinson. The Roosters, eight, came from tries to Michael Jennings and a conversion and penalty goal from James Maloney. I'm a bit worried about the Roosters' attack. It's fucking two weeks in a row. Would they get zero eight points? points eight, eight, eight points, points over. Week. Yeah, but the week before they got the zero points, they got like you know, they beat the Eels like fifty something to something. Not much, didn't they? Fuck. I mean, the Eels were pretty ordinary back then. <laughs> Eels have been ordinary all season. It's their opposition to the problem. Look, I, I think that they they probably last season they wouldn't have had too many troubles scoring. You know. 18 to 24 points against... They got the same... Like the dogs. They got the same... Yeah, and this is the thing. They got the same side that was like, you know, top or or top two for attack. Exactly. So, yeah. It's strange. Um, given the conditions probably weren't that conducive, I just think they're a much... They, on paper, they're a much better side than eight points against the Bulldogs, as yeah, far as I'm yeah. concerned. Um, pretty gritty win for the Bulldogs in the wet. It's a bit of... You know, they both played okay wet weather football, to be honest. Mm. I thought Jennings. I don't know that Jennings is getting getting enough ball, um, and and it wasn't a night for a speedy centre. But they showed you know, when they were close to the line, he got the ball stepped and, and scored a pretty easy try. Oh, I can tell you something's going on with Jennings this year as far as the ball he's getting because I've seen I can't remember which agency it is, but every week they have a a, a deal that you know if Michael Jennings scores, you know we'll refund all you know head to head losing bets. Yeah, right. So that means they feel it's that unlikely that Michael Jennings is going to score a try. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's... Um, it was, again, it was gritty, and it's probably a confidence-building win for the Dogs. And it was very, you know, much a, a, the type of win you would have expected from a, a Des Hasler coach side. Um, hard-nosed and um, take no prisoners. I think they um, probably took some steps towards 
proving some people wrong. I, I don't know that the dogs were setting the world on fire this season so far, and um, we were sort of going about their business fairly quietly. And um, a tough, hard-nosed, gutsy win against the Premiers is, uh, is a good way to get people talking. Okay. Chapo, the creator. Tonight's win was a manifestation of hash dogs of war. Tonight we showed that we'll be premiers come into season. Hash, why are we come at us, NRL. Why are we reading that idiot's tweets out? Because let's get, get one out of the way. Okay. No Make more. him happy. Stop bitching. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis. Chase Stanley injured. Oh, this, this is a good tweet. This one. There's a story behind this tweet. Chase Stanley injured. Shocking news. He's like the real life manifestation of what people say Matai is like. And he's gone hash Nate's ramblings because someone was talking about Chase Stanley and I just I interjected and said that and he's gone you got to put that on the show I'm like I'm not fucking putting my own tweet on the show and so he copied it and tweeted it at the show and he goes there's loophole uh, gotta love Keefy like the magician that he is like the magician he is he just fucking waved the magic wand over it pulled into his hat pulled out a tweet gotta love Keefy what a hard gritty win by the dogs hard to pick one standout roosters were good on a slick night but kudos to the dogs. It's just a remarkably even-handed and non-gronkish. Sure. Former underscore legend. A few blokes need to lift. The Roosters are going to do anything this year, namely Shane Hayne. <laughs> Three-card magic trick. Up the mighty Bulldogs. Couldn't be happier with his win. Showed great ticker and building nice momentum from last week. GT351 underscore Johns. This is his non-gronky tweet. He usually has like a really, you know, painful one and a, you know, level even even-handed one. Great win by the Bulldogs. Beat the seventeen reigning premiers and the Channel Nine commentators in one game. Fantastic effort. Ash, proud to be a Bulldog. That was his non-gronky one. Former underscore legend again. Dogs now won last eleven games in the rain, proving they do their best work in the wet, except in Coffs Harbour pools. Oh. And I would suggest that they did do great, great, uh, great work at the Coffs Harbour pool and managed to, you know, secure themselves a six-on-one overlap. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's move on. Stoic Bunny. Is it just me or does Ray Warren sound more like Grandpa Simpson every game? Rambling old twat. <laughs> He's bad. I, 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 don't, I do not enjoy... And they always pair him up with Gould as well. And I, I do not enjoy games that are commentated by, by those guys. Look, I don't have a massive issue with it. I just... You like a bit of, um, bit of a fresh voice. I thought Vossi was that fresh voice. But yeah, and then obviously... He you know, got arsehole. He got arsehole, obviously, uh, you know, pissed off the wrong person, and there you go. Okay, also on Friday night, the Parramatta Eels 25 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 18 up there at Suncorp. Um, Eels, their 25 came from tries to Will Hopawate, Semi Radradradradra, Jared Hain, and Nathan Peets. Sandow, a field goal, three from four conversions, and a penalty goal in a banner return to the fold. He was pretty good. And Broncos at 18, Dale Copley, Ben Hunt, Josh McGuire, and uh, God, three from three. Supercoach God, I should say. Yeah, as I said, um, he was pretty good, Sandow. It's very good. I um, thought he was fairly measured. His kicking game was pretty solid. Yep. Um, did some spectacular things. Didn't miss any too many tackles from what I could... I don't know what the stat was, but there were certainly no glaring ones yep. live at the game. Um, Justin Hodges... First game back, I think he would be fairly happy with how he went. Um, certainly added a bit of a different dimension to the Broncos' attack and um, and probably took some of the pressure off Barber um, to have to provide the, the real creativity and set up a good try for Copley as well when there was nothing on. Yeah. The play had broken down. He, you know, jinked and stepped and swerved and put put Copley away untouched and it was very impressive. So, um 
again, it's it's always touch and go with him. He's as to whether he stays fit, but if he does, his presence there is only going to help players like Barber and Hunt. Um, you know, take a little bit of the pressure off them and open up a bit of space for him because he'll certainly be um, a focal point of of the other team's defences as the weeks go on. Um, Jared Hayne, he's. Don't know if he's had any real Jared Hayne type performances, but he's he's picking his moments in games. He's doing some good things um, and injecting himself into the back line. I think the inclusion of Sandow helped him, um, but I think he's benefiting from the extra room around um, on the fringes, which is coming off the back of the work that Nathan Peets is doing at the dummy half. He's really um, he's really impressing me in the games that he's played. Sorry. Buy of the year, I reckon. You Come reckon? close to it, yeah. Very yeah. close to it. They just look such a different side. Yep. Um, they were great in round one. He got suspended. Then they've dropped their bundle a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at some of the work he was doing and just that extra momentum that he can give the forwards when they're, when they're hitting the line. Yeah. Because um, he you know, takes the markers a certain way and gets angled runners back in. Some of the... Like the the Eels forwards really made some great ground. That Mao, is it? Yeah. Um, and I really should have looked up their team list to look at who number 17 was, but all I could call him was number 17. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. He is a massive human. <laughs> um, and just every time he hit the ball up, the Broncos didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Just... Um, but that Mao is a really hard-nosed. Yep. Like you can see him hit it, hit it on the fringes or hit it right through the middle into the biggest forwards on the fucking field, and they're having a hard time trying to pull him to the ground. He's yep. a strong man. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with the Eels hanging in there in this game. The Broncos did fall away at the back end um, when you thought they might have had the game in their keeping. That's another game that they've struggled to close out. Um, Para hung in there. They never really looked like they were going away. And then... Um, and the Broncos dropped off a little bit. They put a couple of tries on, and, and Sandow kicked a 40-metre field goal, and that was the end of the night. Yep. All right, uh, Eddie NZ. Not surprised by the loss. The Brisbane Broncos always struggle against teams that play ad-lib footy. Congrats to Parra on the win. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, let's just talk Parra up too much. I mean, it's, you know, ad-lib footy. Paraman, MK2. Oh, and this is something I forgot to mention. Yeah, maybe the act of shaking hands twinges Justin Cunch's Rice paper hamstrings. Hash shit cunt. Hash sportsmanship in decline. I wonder if that was a bit of a cover up for the Broncos. Definitely cover up. If there's video of them, you know, like that says that proves that it was a joke. Fucking produce the video. If they were caught on, what they said though, they were caught on camera having a laugh about it. Produce it. Mm. You don't just say, oh, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I'll take your word that you're, you're that you're known grub of a player. Uh, historically across you know every season he has a, a diabolical incident and yeah I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it that you're defending your player in his comeback game when he was caught cold brushing a guy on camera mm. if he was caught if they were if they were yucking it up afterwards produce that footage produce a still of it I don't even need to see the footage mm. produce a still of those two you know chumming along having a having a good old laugh about it I challenge you to produce it and I, and I Pretty sure they couldn't. Um, Troy underscore 79. Looks like Barb is going to follow in Haynes' footsteps. A few great games followed by a sweet fuck all hash overrated. Jeez. Tiger underscore Benji. Went to the footy and saw a semi Radradra on the wing and a semi Blake Blakely in the crowd. Didn't fucking say hello. Didn't ring and say, hey, how about a drink? Nothing. 
Uh, brushed. Fucking rude. Blue underscore beaver. When Sandow is your arch nemesis, you've got some serious problems. Hash rally towel. Hash LOL at Broncos. <laughs> Cruzy 6 The Bronx were backpedaling from the whistle. The better team won. Well done, para. Hash team to watch. All these people bestowing, you know, team to watch on the team that just beat them. GT351 underscore Johns. Rad, 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 rad. Has to be the revelation of the season. This guy is a monster with loads of talent. That's a strange tweet because, you know, this guy, like, guy was capitalised, uh, you know, capital G, and then loads of talent, capital L, of capital T. Weird. Oh. Tall Hayden. Heritage round is extra special for Corey Parker. He still has the onion from his belt he wore during his debut match. You get that reference? No. So that's the Simpsons on. Matt, 02392. Almost feel sorry for the Broncos. Eels look way better than them. Definitely not looking like a team who got the spoon last year. And finally, Tiger underscore Benji. Oh shit, they're still pushing this hash rally tower thing. So yeah. so were they? Oh, it's it's not as graphic as it was last season, but yeah, there's still a few people. Do they have a video still? You know, no, like no, Thai and no. Yeah. So what do they do? Oh, do they flash up on a thing, rally towel. No, people? none of that. You just see some of the some of the fans are still trying to get it going. Okay, so it's not prompted on the on no. the big screens or anything. Okay, no. oh, so it's not. Yeah, it's okay. They're not really trying to get that much of it going. Then, okay. Uh, moving on to Saturday, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks thirty-seven defeated the Warriors six at the tip. Ramondas and uh, the scorers. Well, thirty-seven points. The Sharks came from four tries to Nathan Stapleton. Arona got one. Tagatizi got one. Ashford got one. Carney got a field goal. Gordon four from seven conversions, defeating the Warriors. A try to the Beast and a conversion to Sean Johnson. War is woeful, um, as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about Matt Elliott, but um, mm-hmm. Jeff Robson back into the side. The only change, the, the only addition to their side. They played with, McCartney had more space, they played with more direction. Were we wrong about Robson? fucking Jeff Robson. Were we wrong about him? That's a question. Maybe in the context of what he brings to Cronulla. Um, I don't yeah. know what that says about Cronulla, but... Um, they looked a, a markedly better side, and um, their attack was on song. I think the Warriors probably served them up a few tries with their yep. poor defence. But having said that, Carney, um, the extra room out wider, um, Robson was getting people through. Um, you know, even without doing anything spectacular, just the direction that he gave them was. I was. Um, I'm starting to think that you know he might bring more to the table than what I've, I've ever given him credit for. Um, Blake Ashford scored a try against the Warriors, which is probably the truest indication that they were playing like a team trying to get their coach sacked. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> Blake Ashford, as we said last week, he's, um, he's, he's, a, he's a much worse player than what he was last season. He was fucking horrible last year. And he fell off badly last yeah. year from when he... he exactly. I remember he was kind of okay. Like when yeah. the Tigers were going well, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a... I mean... Certainly, defensively, the Warriors uh, were pretty poor. It was quite obvious with the Sharkies scoring thirty-seven points, which is, um, and the and, and the and the Warriors getting their their points, you know, in the last couple of minutes too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but confidence-building win for the Sharkies and their fans. They were, they were starting to get a bit uh, a bit Debbie Downer there yeah. <laughs> for for a bit, but uh, a bunch of losses and uh, now a good home win. Hopefully, might turn their fortunes around, but uh, they had some good performance. Uh, good performers, rather. 
I thought, uh, well, Stapleton, you can't, can't begrudge a bloke. He scored four tries. No, Looked like right. Israel Folau there at one point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but that's his everything. Wade Graham was good. Um, for feeders, work rate. Yeah. Uh, obviously, stung by a bit trying of the pressure. Trying to earn that new contract yeah. for the Sharkies. Uh, stung by a bit of the pressure in the week and uh, certainly turned in, you know, one of his best performances. So, um, again, good win for the Sharks and, and you know, a good heartening performance for their fans. Okay, uh, Warrior at Warriors suck balls. <laughs> I can guess the tone of this tweet already. I don't know how. <laughs> the Warriors do what they're consistently good at, sucking. The shock of winning last week turned them into themselves. And it only makes... Fuck. It only makes their performance against the Tigers stand out more like a sore thumb. More mystifying. Mm. Or is this the mystifying one? I mean, I guess we'll find out. JR underscore buff. The Warriors look like Jake the Must play Samwise Gamgee. Do you know that reference? No. Because he's putting brackets, Lord of the Rings, Glenn. <laughs> Ash once were Warriors. Seen the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't remember that. You know Frodo's friend Sam? The one he was with the whole time, yeah. taking the ring? That's who. You know Jake the Mus? You seen once the Warriors? Yeah. Gotcha. You got it? Got it now. Thanks. You're on board? All right. There you go. Mr. Frodo. Oh, Sam. Mr. Frodo. Oh, that's basically the whole, the whole it, movie. Buddy. All right. Former underscore legend. Losing by 30 to a team on a 0-4 and four run. Matt Elliott might need to get some empty cardboard boxes this week. Hash, pack your shit. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the Nostradamus. That's it. Came out. That was on the April 5th, right after the game. Very impressive. He also came out with another tweet, the former legend, said, uh, Stapleton chance to crack Andrew Eddingshausen's five-try record. Paul Mellor leading the cheer squad with encouragement. Who? Someone... I don't know who it was. It might have been Gaznia. Someone said that uh, when they were referencing, obviously, E.T., yeah. he said he once scored five tries in a game, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... Um, oh, guys are fucking the guys from Fire Up tweeted it. Because I, I, I listened to it and went, right, that doesn't make a great deal of sense. And then they jumped straight all over. It was very impressive. Uh, where are we? Uh, Mup 23. Warriors game should only go for 10 minutes. By that stage, you know whether they'll win by 30 or lose by 30. Yeah. Hash, let's go on mud. Uh, Aussie 11198. Would anyone be opposed to replacing the Big Bang Theory on Channel 9 with 30-minute highlights of mud warrior games for an actual laugh? <laughs> agree, agree. Uh, next up, the Panthers 12 defeated Canberra Raiders 6 at Sporting Bet Stadium. Penrith, uh, you know... Not great, not a great weekend down there for weather, but yeah, under 8,000 people. Not cool. And the Panthers, a double to Dallin Watine Zelezniak. And uh, Josh Manhall got one as well. And uh, conversions, they couldn't buy one for Moylan and Soward. Both had cracks, couldn't get one. Uh, the Raiders, they had a try to Paul Vaughan and a conversion to Jared Kroger. Old Scrabble. Shaky start, dropped a couple of balls, but. Um this is a euphemism, but the, the nerds would have had their hands on their androids by full time. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. They would have been rubbing their androids furiously. Um, pretty impressive debut. Yeah, I mean, for wingers, you know, they you know, they, they create the space for you and you know, they run the backline movement, you know, it's catch and plant, you know, sure. for, mo- for the most part. Um, not geez, all it. it opened up. Yeah. The fucking rain mm-hmm. was pelting down. Um and and hence the scoreline. I think the rain probably nullified 
Milford's impact on the game. Um, couldn't really get much going. Yep. Um, but Panthers, when it came time to muscle up in the middle, I was very impressed with, obviously, Nigel Plum is what he does every week. Adam Docker, though. He's fucking hard. You, fuck me dead. People committing crimes should have to go, you know, a month as Adam Docker's Docker. yeah. tackling bag. Yeah. Jesus H. Christ, that kid can hit. Yep. Um, and I've got to tell you, Josh Mansour, it's, you know, Uate and Radradra and people like that get a lot of raps for how hard they run the ball. Yeah. Um, physically bigger people. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, he's not a small bloke, don't get me wrong, but, jeez, he runs a ball hard and he's leg drive. Yeah. Once, I mean, once the impact's made, he's still, like, pushing them back. He's very, very strong. Um, scored a good try as well off a, a bullet Jamie Soud pass. And um, all in all, pretty solid Penrith display, I thought. I love their jerseys as well, Chalky Soldiers. Yeah, it's good to see them without the pink for a week. Oh, I like the pink jerseys. I, I like it. Pretty. I like it as, as like a you know like a, a heritage or a women's women's in league or like a, you know like a novelty round thing. You know, what I mean, like a not standard home and away jersey mm. occasion. But having it as like it said like their away jersey this year, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. So yeah, so like that's yeah, yeah. far too much, far too much. Um, now if we look at Twitter, Dan J eighty seven. The Penrith nerds are loving the win. Hash nerd nation. It's becoming a thing. Matt McLeod. Fucking nerds. They've got to, uh, they've got to nerdify everything. Uh, Matt McLeod. Jamie Soward may be a cockhead, two words, but he's not that bad of a footy player. Discuss. I just replied and said blocked <laughs> to that tweet. And I understand your line of thinking. And people, there, but... and people were replying to that and said, because I was old school, retweeted it, you know, put blocked in front of it. And so other people were like, going, is this guy trying to fucking win the Gronk of the Year or what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be settling into Penrith, the style of footy that Penrith are trying to play, and um, he's obviously a part of that with his attack, but um, he's got some decent targets with his long passing game. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, Especially on the left with Idris and Mansouri out there. That's... Yeah. Uh, Shando, Mr. Sh- Mr. Underscore Shando slash Sando, maybe. Penrith nerds talking up this Z alphabet kid all week as the next full out. Drops it every time he touches the ball. <laughs> Hash Muppet. Tirana 355. Panthers and Raiders are playing so shit, the NRL should just call off the game and give the two points to Manly. That would be Jeez. handy. Tiger underscore Benji. Listening to ABC, we spoke about this earlier, listening to ABC radio coverage, and they just re- referred to Watine Zalesniak as Scrabble. So once again, guys, thanks for listening. It's, uh, it's heartening for us to know that, you know, guys that are commentators, paid commentators on the ABC and whatnot uh, are listening to the show. It's great. Welcome. Send us a tweet. You know, give us a call. Drop us an email. And if you're going to use stuff that we come up with, maybe an acknowledgement of your source. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, would it kill you? You know, exactly. is, it, is, it such, is it so shameful to admit that you, you got something from Somewhere the number else, one yeah. rugby league podcast on the planet? Yeah, it's not like you got it from like you know one of the other hundred ones. You got it from the number one. Exactly. There's no shame in that, guys. It's not like you got it from another media source or something like that, where you'd have to give credit to another channel or something like that. Like, just shout out, guys. Exactly. Subliminal, even. No, just an actual shout out name and the URL would be fantastic. Thanks. Jeez. Available, yeah, every yeah every week for free via iTunes. 
<laughs> the website this week in league.com. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Okay, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 26. Defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 6 at the SCG. The scorers for the Rabbitohs, Luke Burgess, Jason Clark, Sam Burgess, Greg Inglis tries, Reynolds 4 from 4 conversions and a penalty goal, and the Dragons had a try to Jack DeBellin and one conversion from one attempt from Gareth Widdop. The Rabbitohs scored 26 points after no score for 30 minutes, which yeah. is which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, decent answer to the slump that they've been in for the last few weeks. Um the real challenge is to back it up now over the over the coming three or four weeks um, to put paid to the doubters and um, get themselves back on track. They had a, a lot of good contributions um, from the Burgess boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam scored a try. George was, was really solid up front. I think Luke got a try as well. Yeah, Luke got um, a try. And then English finished, finished it off with some good play. So, um, yeah. And a pretty impressive individual effort there to get around a few defenders and pump yep. off the last bloke. But um, the fucking angel, Brett Morris, put on report for, <laughs> for a shoulder charge where he was probably just trying to prevent himself from being obliterated. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing I took out of this game was the SCG. Um, I wish they played there more. It's I agree. It's fucking beautiful to and watch. They got, they got an okay crowd there too. They, yeah. You know, almost 25,000 in there. It's, um, you know, 25,000 at the SCG, um, it, aesthetically, <laughs> I think yeah. uh, you could probably overlook some empty seats at the SCG yeah. rather than uh, ANZ. Than ANZ, when it's, yeah, like, and 25 in the ANZ is, you know, just over a quarter. Yeah. So that looks pretty fucking empty. Yeah, I, um, I wish they could find a way to play more games there every year, but... Um, all in all, I was, I was pretty impressed with the Rabbitohs. The Dragons um, have had a pretty good start to the year. I think this was a bit of a, a thud back to earth for them, um, that they are going to have to consistently be at that level to compete with these top sides when they're on their game. Yep. Um, and, you know, learning curve for the Dragons. Um, they're going to have to, you know, try to turn it around in the space of a week. That's a couple of losses on the trot now, and... Um, after such a good start, they can't afford to string three or four together. They really have to right the ship this week. So, agree. Um, yeah, Rabbitohs, good to get themselves back on track. But and again, the key is similar for them, making sure they don't string a couple of losses together now. After it looks like they've started to get their feet on the ground and, and find their find their rhythm. So, um, the next couple of weeks are really important for the Rabbitohs as well. NS Bear China, hate is an ugly word. But it doesn't do enough to describe how much I hate Souths. Dragons underscore Red V. We got done harder than Glenn's clock after watching uh, Glenn's clock after watching all the, the watching the All Blacks do the haka. Hash latent to blatant. Cody Girdlestone sent this tweet to Gavin Badger and uh, copied us in. Congrats on your 26th outing for the Rabbitohs. I hope it was good being out there for Sutton's big game. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Thanks, Drag Queens. You played LOL at South back into form. No one wants to see that, you gronkadonks. Hash Dragon Decline begins. Richo Dragon. This game is the first of four home games where only one of which is at home. Hash Quality Management. Former underscore legend. Everyone at the Dragons is going to have to cop this loss on the chin, except the coach, of course. Hash Chin Free Zone. Blue underscore Beaver. Souths are leaving pearl necklaces on the Dragons players where the Red Vs used to be. Oh. Hash Burjai Bukaki Party. 
And he's on hash English cunnilingus. It's like he's just trying to throw sex shit in there just to do it. Sex pest. Come on. You're the sex pest of the week now. Earthboy75. The Rabbits need this win more, than, more tonight than relatives need to find Flight 370. And he's put a hashtag on there that I will not use. That truth, can you? Bury that fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we? The uh, Gold Coast Titans, 28, defeated the Melbourne Storm, 26, down there at Amy Park in front of a miserable crowd of under 12,000 people. Uh, the Titans, their 28 points came from tries to Kevin Gordon, Brad Ty, David Mead, Albert Kelly, and Mark Minicello. Three from five conversions to Bird, one from one penalty goals, a crucial penalty goal right at the death to win the game. Defeating the Storm, 26, tries to a double, sorry, to Sisawanga. Kenneth Bromwich and Will Chambers. Cameron Smith, perfect with the boot. Four conversions from four attempts and one penalty goal. The irony of Melbourne complaining about the rules being unfair and referees. Yeah, yeah. Come on, son. I just think that karma sometimes has a part to play in these things. And karma probably hasn't finished with the Melbourne Storm just yet. But... um, I was actually surprised that the Storm allowed another 28 points in. I think their defence is... Um, <laughs> and they didn't have the excuse of no Smith this time either. Yeah, exactly right. That's um, It's got to be a worrying sign. You don't remember the days where they were averaging 12 to 14 points. It's, it's, a, it's not a Storm... It's not a Melbourne Stormish thing to happen. I wonder if how much of it has to do with the new rules and the faster play and... and oh, I think it's they're in the... Yeah, yeah. Um, you would think a coach like Bellamy would be one of the quicker guys to react um, and prepare for those sort of rule changes, but they, the Storm seem to have a little bit of trouble finding their feet with it. Um, Albert Kelly with another opportunistic try, um, an intercept this time, just, again, has a knack of finding himself in the right spot. Um, I don't know that halfback's his right position, but yeah. um, having said that, I think 5'8 is Caesar's only position yeah I, I, he's a good ball player he's a good runner I just think he's definitely a 6 and not a 7 whereas Kelly probably could float between the two so makes sense that he is in 7 um, especially just for the Storm um, they seem to just be going tit for tat as far as tries go um, whereas normally they'd stop the rod at some point they'd lift their yep. intensity um, Get a couple back through the back. middle and then you know like you say, put a couple of tries on one after the other and put pay to their opposition. They really struggled to do that in this game. Yep. Um, and the Titans, again, to their credit, hung in there. Um, say what you want about the penalty. I don't think it was a strip, but if you look <laughs> over the course of a season, you're going to get those. You're going to get those those ones that go against you and you, and you yeah. give up. Yes, it cost them a game. but And it's only the... And it's only the, the, the the absolute gravity attached to that penalty that, that really caused them. I mean, how many times do you see someone gets, you know, like center field? Exactly. Gets, gets you know, drop the ball cold, get called a strip or get stripped and doesn't get called as anything. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it's because it happened in, in point scoring territory. Exactly. And it was the game deciding thing at the end of the game. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought he pretty clearly dropped it, but you know, these things tend to even out, but, Penalty-wise, they tend to even out, but I mean, it's like something that costs you, wins you, loses you, an entire game. It's pretty fucked. All right. So, 
Where are we? Dragons underscore red V. Great to see the purple cunts get beaten again by a substandard opponent. It's like winning the lottery. Hash Storm are gone. Devonhead. I'm not sad at all that the Storm lost on a dud call. Hash cheats. And he sent that to their Twitter as well. So manning up. Good stuff. Cruzy06. That's a great win by the tits, especially at Amy. Well done. Will their milkshake bring all the crowd to their yard though? Hash shit support. And this is one of many tweets from uh, Carlos, a.k.a. Stiflers underscore mum underscore nine. Hey, he sent this to Greg Bird. I'll just say, hey, hey, Greg Bird, if only you could strike the ball like you can like you can a woman's face. Oh. So he sent that to Birdman underscore zero one three. I don't condone that tweet. Yeah. Well, you know, you hear stories both ways. Exactly, and you know, and I, and I tend to incline the story. Incline, I'm, I'm actually inclined to believe the story that we were told. That, Me too. Uh, that kind of gets him, you know, that has him out of the shit. Okay, um, that's it from now. Anyway, oh, match of the round. The West Tigers 34 to feed the Manly Seagulls 18, like hard oval, and good crowd of 16,311, which I would like to commend because uh, it was um, pretty fucked conditions. It was much, much like, and I must admit, much like all Sydney teams, Sydney-based games had to contend with over the weekend. Sure, and but this is the only one that got a crowd that's kind of large, considering where it was and and that kind of thing. I mean, sixteen thousand in ANZ, yeah, it's a cavern, but sixteen thousand lockout was, you know, it's actually, it's a good crowd. Both clubs um, paid tribute to the to the fans that showed up uh, via Twitter uh, between each other, which is which was a nice touch, I thought. Yep. Um, you see some of the stuff that goes on between South and and, uh, and the Roosters, and some of the dumb shit that the Storm one comes yeah. out with as well, like against anyone. The Cowboys, they've got fucking some Gronk in them too. Yeah, Broncos just, one. Just keep it classy, guys. You got enough Gronk fans. Every team's got enough Gronk fans <sighs> on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that... really. I mean, you think like I mean, I can think of one. Yeah, you know, like the Manly one doesn't carry on with Gronk shit. I don't think the West Tigers one does either, from what I've seen. Para, they're you know they're fine. Then you start working down, and I mean, then you get some. There is fucking, there is a few that are notorious. Oh. Um, I said last week. Just wait we, though. Just wait. I got to go oh, through scores. Oh, let's do that. Yeah. So uh, Robbie Farah double to Nofaluma, uh, Lawrence and Woods tries. Uh, Pat Richards five conversions and two penalties. Uh, Manly Jamie Lyon tries. Steve Matai two should have been given his third and three from three conversions to Jamie Lyon. Good performance from the Tigers. Um, I think to score 34 points in those conditions and not to mention their completion rate um, in this game was it was a credit to them. I think um, I said last week I, I, this was going to be a big test for a young Tiger side and I think Manly were pretty woeful. And, and this game wasn't as big a test as what it might have been, which is a shame. Um, but it's really good to get away with a win. Um, not much went right for Manly on the day. They dropped a lot of ball... Um, balls over the sideline, didn't find touch there at one stage. A lot of mistakes that you wouldn't normally expect from them. Um, but I think there's a lot of good signs for the Tigers. I was very proud of their effort. Um, when I saw the, the conditions and saw that it was raining, I thought it really might have swung the pendulum in Manly's favour. Um, much more accustomed to a, a you know a grinding, wet weather style, you know, beat each other up through the middle type of game. Um but it was it was a complete opposite. I think uh, they showed it. You know, Teddy again. Probably only, he only played half a game. He's um, busted 50, his ankle. 50, 60 minutes. Or yeah, yeah, he's 
having said that out for up to nine weeks now yeah they revised exactly. it it was going to be like four and then it was like six and then now it's six to nine can't take a trick with his legs I don't know how can't take a trick on Leichhardt Sorry. Leichhardt sniper yeah the Leichhardt sniper thankfully it's not as bad as the first time we played there but um, I think we showed that there wasn't that huge reliance on, on Tedesco which um, in the Warriors game might have been an indication that that's where we were headed uh, once he went off in the Warriors game, we dropped our bundle a little bit and, and couldn't go with the Warriors. But in this game, um, you had enough. You had enough of a lead. That's what. That's the, that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, you still. I think we still. I think we still played good footy, and we yeah. were still trying to put some really good plays on. We didn't really put the cue in the rack. No, but from the time, but it was from the time that he when he first injured it before half time. I mean, you were down eighteen eight after that point, as well. Yeah, you'd built, I guess you'd that's built, a... you built the lead by then, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, standing up to the niggle as well, um, probably not as graphically as, as Souths did the other week, but um, it was pretty obvious that things weren't going Manly's way on the score scoreboard, and they were making some uncharacteristic errors, as I mentioned. Um, it was just one of those days for them, but they, you know, they probably tried to get back into the game there uh, with a little bit of niggle, um, which they've got in their game, obviously. Um, Clean skins and never do that. They fucking give me a break. How about Cherry Evans? I can I can handle I, the, I hell, see, the forearm in the face. I didn't, see, I didn't even see any of that. I don't know what people are talking about. This I can handle the forearm in the face. That's footy. Players do it. That's milk. Um, when he goes to get up, takes his forearm away and puts his knee on yeah, his face. That's just milked. I didn't see that. I didn't see it like that at all. I'm sure you didn't. You've got that <laughs> stupid fucking look on your face that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um. And the points they scored in the wet was another positive. Um, you know, they, they put on some pretty impressive play um, to score those points. Um, Robbie with a good individual effort. Um, and Woodsy diving over for a try at Leichhardt. Those guys getting tries at Leichhardt is, is gold. Um, just the, the impact of our bench as well. Tapau and Gavay, Jimmy Gavay. Um, unwanted by the dogs. Um, in favour of, of players like T-Rex. Just ponder that for a moment. When you look at what we're getting out of tap Yeah, out, but you know, and, like, yeah, I mean, but, you know, they, they weren't getting it out of them. I mean, you know, change, sure, you know, change for the like players. Sure, it's a bit like the thing, but... Yeah. When you, when you make the comparison now... Yeah, well, yeah, you know... <laughs> and when you look at the, yeah. the, the, the vast disparity in what they've paid... Yeah, um, yeah. Tap out, he's, he's great. I I really is becoming one of my one of my favourites already, and um, Gavay is is much the same. And Ava's probably not getting as much of a, a rap as as the other two. Um, him and Jesse Sue Sue's obviously out injured at the moment, but um, Ava see you Manif and I and and Jesse Sue were were just as instrumental as those other two blokes. Um, and hopefully when Sue comes back, um, you know he'll they'll. Potter. New South Wales Cup. He'll probably come back through New South Wales Cup. Stay fucking there too. Jesse Sue. Yeah, at this rate. I don't think so. Akawula, I think he went yeah. okay, but yeah, I guess. Um, I think he's probably just warming, warming the seat for the boy named Sue. But all in all, very proud of the Tigers' efforts. Um, glad to get away with a win. Great crowd, shit conditions, but um, yeah, just. I was fucking happy. I was I was a bit worried about this game. I have to tell you. 
Uh, the way we played in patches against the Warriors, it was good to bounce back. Um, and it shows that the Tigers are a different side. Last year, they strung some losses together. Um, you know, after they put a bad performance together, they didn't really show a willingness to bounce back. And I don't know if it's, it's more credit to the young blokes in the side this year or more credit to guys like David Kidwell, which are slowly instilling a real toughness and real attitude in them. Um, it's, it's the difference. But um, either way, it's a great win and on to next week. Yeah, this this was basically no more than a buy. Um, Manly's the third third game I can think of in the last four, five probably five years that that fits this. I mean, and obviously, people in know know what happened before the Storm game in two thousand and nine, the finals game. That this was exactly the same as that. I mean, I'm not saying that 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 sort of thing happened in advance, but the 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 application of the team was exactly the same as that. Not a single player wanted to be there. I wish I had a. I got distracted at the start of the game when Channel Nine goes through. You know, they're showing the dressing rooms and stuff, and then later on, someone on Twitter said, "Fuck! If I had seen that, you know, I hadn't watched it on Channel Nine. If I had actually seen it live." I would put fucking hundred bucks on the Tigers because like yeah, they, none of them wanted to be there in the dressing room. You could tell they didn't want to fucking be there at the start of the game, and and they and they played accordingly, and still actually you know Matthew should have given another try. I mean they should have still scored a number of points, which is ridiculous. I mean all the sky, all the tries they let in were fucking you know one, the, the, I'll, I'll pay the fair one because I mean you put a kick in to the situation where uh, it was only I think it was a prop that had to turn and chase, so that was a smart move. But the rest of the tries were soft as fucking baby shit. Um, and yeah, I mean, they they better not fucking do it again. I mean, they only do these once every two years. And so let's hope that that's the case this time and it wakes them up. You, I've heard some people suggesting on on Twitter that the Glenn Stewart thing, I, I just think Manly are normally they've far this, more professional. They've had this, they've, they've had contract stuff in the past. I mean, but the, you know. Not with a player like Glenn Stewart. Yeah, well, I mean, Brent and when Kite the connotation to his brother as well, like what... Yeah, what well, I mean, if that's the case, that they can fucking both hightail it. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Honestly, and that's I mean, what we what were you, saying about the Warriors Going back before, to saying you saying at the start, exactly. Yeah. Saying, I mean, if that's the case, that's great. I welcome fucking Petty Hick, the Petty Hickey fucking fullback. We're undefeated with Hickey at fullback this year and we haven't won one with Brett Stewart at fullback. So, at the end of the day, if you want yeah, to get no, two no, fucking... <laughs> if you want to, If you want to get two fucking, you know, like take your, take your ball and go home, take your fucking ball and fuck and Neither of these, if that's if that's the case, not, that's right. And if it is, neither of those blokes are, are spring chickens. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, they got years years left, and more so. Brett has had his his years left. His years left are England years. Yeah, after this contract, that's right. So, and he's had plenty of injuries. Yep. Never once has he not walked straight back into first grade. That's yep. a lot of loyalty and a lot of faith shown by the club. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's an extremely talented bloke. Yep. No doubt about it. But. Oh, you're not going to re-sign my brother? Oh, yeah. I'm going to run off with him? Get fucked. Yeah. I don't if, think... If I don't... that's the case, I I would probably... I know your thoughts, but I, yeah. I, I tend to think that Manly are probably... And their players, would, in my perception, are probably more professional than that. But when you hear, you know, people like Matt I coming out and saying in the media... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I know he's trying to look yeah. after his mates, but... Yeah, Manly yeah, would was, normally keep that shit under wraps. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he, he Matt Matai is obviously super tight with the fucking Stewarts. As, but having said that, the three of those guys were groomsmen for Watmo, and Watmo hasn't said shit. Mm. He's the ultimate team patriot, and you know his application and everything, you know, was you know better than anyone else on the team probably on the day. I mean, I Matt think Matai was your best. And well, Matt, has Matt been all year. yeah, well, Matt, yeah, that's and but you know that's you know, you know Brett Stewart was out there working out there, and I mean, like the right hand side hasn't had a they haven't had a full compliment all year 
It's been Glenn Stewart's been out, mm. or, or Jamie Lyon had to shift over to the other side of the field to be five eight because Foreman was out. They haven't had the they haven't had the opportunity, or then when they did have the opportunities, they scored all those points down there against the Storm pretty much. And um, so I thought Foreman was pretty quiet. That's probably the first time I've ever said that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he didn't do anything. I mean, anything that came anything that came was because it was actually Brett Stewart around the, around the side around the back chiming in, and then you know usually uh, dishing off to uh, to, to Matter. Yeah, so. No. Good win, we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. It was just a fucking freebie. It was a buy, <laughs> essentially. And um, they wouldn't want to fucking do it again because um, we don't stand for that shit down Manly way. I mean, that's, you know, Parramatta, they, Parramatta fans have to, fu- they have to fucking swallow that shit week in, week out for years at a time, punctuated by the occasional good performance. But this shit, this is like fucking rare, rare shit. And I tell you, if they string it. a couple of them together, the, the bleating about the Stuart situation is only going to get louder so yeah, well, no, we, yeah. regardless of how much substance there actually yeah. is to well, fan, well, yeah, fan, the fans don't really buy into that too much that, yeah, at the moment so and no oh, I mean from the media uh, the way, well the way the way the media the way the media jump on the manly shit if there was something to it it'd be a lot it'd be a lot more than it actually is mm. I mean the article's been pretty mild really if you think you know if you think about it um talking to people close to Cherry Evans on the weekend and that whole riff thing, I thought about that. Such fucking crock of shit. In fact, the 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 parents of the two, like the parents of, of of Brett Stewart and and Cherry Evans are fucking tight, hmm. tight like great great friends. As those fucking riff things, a load of bullshit. Um, that they you know that riff thing they tried out last year on the way to a grand final. Uh, Unky D, manly loss, no excuses, no refs fault. Team obviously distracted and underestimated Tigers. Won't go back to back like that. I say better not go back to back like that. I say. Gotta love Keefe. He means won't go back to back premiers. No, no, he means won't go back to back like that. He said, "Oh, does he? Oh, he means won't go back to back." Oh, this is doing that premiership thing. Even though that even fucking aggravates me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really yeah, turned yeah, the corner yeah, no, of you, hasn't he? Oh. See, I told you he was a fuckhead. I've been saying that oh. for ages. Now you're slightly jumping on the bandwagon. Gotta love Keefe. Oh, this this tweet. Oh, I selected these tweets. You know, hand selected for. Uh, gotta love Keefe. Said this won't be read out. West Tigers beat Manly about fucking time. Manly like Souths don't like to be bullied into forwards. Well, it was it was fucking read out. Cocksucker. Tiger underscore Benji. Cannot adequately compile my thoughts on that game into one tweet that would stand a chance of Nate choosing to read it out. <laughs> Ba-boom. Guess what? If you say I'm not going to read it out, chances are I'm going to read it out. At, yeah, no, nah, maybe. This tweet is pedestrian as fuck. 34-18, a scoreline that flattered Manly. The reason why I included it is because the reply to it from Peter Phelps of Rescue Special Ops <laughs> slash Stingers <laughs> fame. He, he t- he's, he's replied, he didn't realise that that, um, that Phil is a Dragons fan, not a Tigers fan. So he's thought he's tweeted that. This must be a Dragons fan. So he's replied, enjoy it now, you won't be there in September. He doesn't know how right he was because, yeah, it's true, the Dragons won't be there either. But, you know, a <laughs> uh, bit of real talk from Peter Phelps. Uh, yeah. Esteemed Australian actor. <laughs> in, in, in the way that... that Blake Ashford is a steam centre, I guess. Uh, Berkeley underscore Eagle. 2014, Manly Brett Stewart plays fullback, fullback, zero from two. 2014, Manly Peter Hickey plays fullback, three from three. Word. Shunter 86. The proud tiger roars. Bash your decline up your ass and your haikus too. Hash Hiku haiku. They get read out when they're fucking correct. And that was actually the best one anyway. And it's funny, it didn't come hey, from the Tigers fan. Wait, did you tweet it to this week in league? You must have just tweeted it out. Oh, yeah. If it didn't have, if like I look in the mentions for this week in league because it's fucking tight. The, the bitch about the show, 
so fucking time consuming to get the tweets together <laughs> for the show each week. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I don't I don't go looking for them outside of what's in our mentions. So if you if you do them, but just make sure you send them to us though too. Uh, at Ben Sirks. I don't want to hear Glenn talk about how good Tigers were. Manly was shit. The end. Hash Vuvuzela of the year. Fuck. Hash Tigers in decline. At- Vuvuzela would indicate it was a poor game. Poor game altogether. Get yeah. fucked. Jeez, if if Tigers had played as badly as Manly played in that game, would that it, it would have been the worst game of rugby league in the history of the game. <laughs> it would have been far worse than all those you know Knights versus Paris slash versus Cronulla. Monday nights that we had to deal with, you know, like two years ago, whenever it was. Uh, at Jim Man Bear Pig. After tonight, G can treat himself to a bag of caramel flavoured aromatic dicks and will rename his cat Stuart and proceed to cunt punt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Annie O'Brien um, just turned on the footy. What the hell is going on this season? The minions are taking out the masters. <laughs> at yes, Bay Bay yeah. BNC. This is without question the worst football experience I have ever had. <laughs> for me, for me, the storm one, the storm one was worse. But I mean, this was the same, like the same level of application for sure. I mean, except the storm one was worse because it was higher stakes. It was a semi final, and the storm were actually playing really fucking well too. At B one five five four two, merely getting beat by the hash two thousand and fourteen champions, as Glenn would say. Meanwhile, in the real world, hash tigers in decline, hash storm needs a tissue. <laughs> That's a fucking weird one. Monday night foot bitch, the North Queensland Cowboys, 28, bounced back against the Newcastle Knights too, up there at 1,300 teeth. And once again, a crowd of uh, just over 11,000, and you compare that to you know your average 13,000 at the Titans. Yes, Suncorp gets, you know, they get a good 25, 30. Let's say 25 to 35, mm-hmm. depending. However... You want to call a state the you know the the blah blah the heartland. Whatever, the heartland. You know the Cowboys do shit, the Gold Coast do shit, and if Brisbane are playing at Lang Park, it's the only game of rugby league in Brisbane that weekend for an NRL NRL side. So you know you want to spread you know fucking five NRL games around Sydney. Of course you're going to get fragmented fucking fifteens all around. You know, well you know less than ten if you're doing out Penrith. <laughs> Cowboys, 20, but I digress. The Cowboys twenty eight uh, tries to. Matthew Wright, Brent Tate, Michael Morgan with a double, and Ray Ray Thompson. And conversions, Thurston, four from five. Newcastle Knights, penalty goal of Tyrone Roberts, which I believe was around the seventh minute. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Newcastle were emotionally busted in this game. Um, I think that the ask of winning in Townsville was, was far too big for them, given the circumstances. Um, it probably goes to show just how good they were last weekend. Um, in coming out and, and really putting on a great performance. Uh, yeah. To back it up here, uh, away from home, against a Cowboys side that were pretty desperate for a win was um, was too much for them. And um, Cow- Cowboys played some pretty good attack. Um, I thought their forwards really rolled on. Um, and then once the ball hit the fringes, uh, their centres, um, JT, um, putting guys through holes. Robert Louis made a couple of breaks, which pains me to admit. Um and you just know when when Brent Tate scored from a ball that was, you know, essentially dropped backwards from Louis as he tried to pass it, a guy knees it through and then Tate steams onto it and scores yep. a try. You know it's not your night. Yep. The signs yep. were bad for Newcastle from there on in. And, um, you know, 
I don't think they really deserved a 28-2 scoreline. They they kept trying to the to the bitter end, but they just on this night they just didn't have it in them. I think they were just emotionally gassed. And the Cowboys played pretty well, sure. But um, Thurston, as 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 I can attest to the Super Coach score, did fuck all. And I don't like him taking this back seat to fucking wife basher who got man of the match. I think it's probably going to prolong JT's life, given the fact that <laughs> he's not going to. He's not going to have a bus blowing aneurysm on the field. Fucking kill people every week. <laughs> um, so if if that's the case, good on him. But um, look, you'd, you'd, if you're going to let Robert Louis take the reins, and um, I would prefer he brought it away in a jail cell. But if you're going to let him take the reins, it's probably games this early in the season against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. You don't want him trying to do it in a semi-final. That's yeah, when that's JT's time to shine. So yeah. um, if he can take a backward seed in games like this when the opposition's probably not offering much resistance and, um, uh, you know, you've got Michael Morgan chipping, you know, putting a grubber through and steaming onto it and scoring a try and Robert Louis running through holes, then JT probably doesn't need to drag yeah. the rest of the team along with him. Okay. I, I know you're an offended Super League coach. <laughs> but I think it's probably it's probably works best for the Cowboys if uh, yeah I don't care what Thurston's doing next year or his longevity I yeah, want fucking exactly. solid 80s every week week in week out all the fucking 40 shit whatever he got this week Jesus uh, at Cattle Dog Blue well that rates with the biggest piece of crap you have served up Knights hash worse than para Jeez. I mean, if, if you're a Knights fan that's a pretty atrocious tweet mm. Pops. clearly Shwank it's no coincidence no Glenn Hall Equals half decent performance from the North Queensland Cowboys tonight. He's hating on Glen Hall. Just, just really has for quite some time now. No fucking respect for the 2008 world champion hero fucking rig. Jesus. Fucking. The guy's an absolute legend of rugby he league. He single handedly. Single handedly has. Defeated won. the Melbourne Storm 40 0. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> single handedly has won more premierships than North Queensland Cowboys. Every motherfucker in the Cowboys jersey. <laughs> And we've got another one from Up Hop. A little bit more schwank of essence. The fact that wife-bashing Dirtbox Louie did something probably helped too. Hash, more so than no Glen Hall, though. <laughs> we don't like to give Robert Louie credit either. No. Fanatic Eel. Fuck that. That cum bucket Louie got ahead of the match against the Knights. He'll probably celebrate by beating up his missus. Mr. Never forget. Never forget. Hash, never forget. Hash, real talk. At Mr. Sports 83. Somehow, it's actually worse to lose 28-2 to than 28 nil would have been. Makes it seem like you had some pathetic hope at some point. And uh, Jay Stibb. Been doing 20 push-ups every time the video ref is used. Now have bigger tits than the misses. Hash C-Cups. Hash Captain's Challenge 2015. I'm, I'm all for Captain's Challenge, to be honest. Yeah, agree. I think it's great. I mean, you know, it works, it works great in, uh, in the NFL. And uh, yeah, it's not so much captain's challenge; more you know, comes from the comes from the coach when yeah. they challenge it. However, in practice, it'd be the similar sort of thing where you know you can lose them, and uh, you know if, if you frivolously you know challenge shit, you know, I think it's a great idea. Previews for round six of the 2014 NRL season. And we kick off with the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs out there at Sporting Bet Penrith Friday night football. Should be a pretty entertaining game if the conditions are okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the forecast is and what it's been like down there in Sydney, you know, this week. I mean, the weekend was obviously, you know, quite horrible, but I'm not sure what it's like now, if it's actually cleared up or anything and if it's, you know, looking to clear up for the weekend, but, um, you know, two sides, well, you know, two sides that are going okay. I mean, it'd be good for Penrith to test themselves against the, you know, proper team. Sure. And South, I mean, I guess, it'll, you know, it still, you know, it gives them the opportunity that if they do what they're supposed to do, they'll, uh, you know continue to climb back up good opportunity for Penrith forwards to, to stand up and um, and be counted against a, a pretty formidable Rabbitohs pack yep. um, and then hopefully you know provide the space for for Soward um, to get you know Idris Mansour those sort of guys involved mm-hmm. um, big, big ask uh, the fact that it's at Penrith probably lean I'd probably lean towards the, the Panthers yeah I mean I don't find I don't find Penrith, you know, have have a fantastic home ground advantage. It's not like one of the ones that you you know that you you you'd you'd hear think about, it like, should be like Amy Brookvale or you know you know Raiders or you know even Suncorp, I guess to an extent. Leichhardt, Campbelltown, those sorts of places. Yeah, get, not so I'll much Campbelltown, but I mean, Leichhardt probably goes all right. Please. Um, I'm going to tip the Panthers. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Panthers this year, and um, fuck's wrong with I'm you. liking what they're doing. I am like, going. I'm a big yeah. fan of the five-year plan. Well, look at this. Okay, you know, let's, let's so much try. so that the Springfield Panthers have adopted it. Let's try a, a, an innovative way method of tipping this week. I'm going to go against the team that I think will win, and I also tip the Panthers, <laughs> which means the Panthers are bound to win. Next, the Gold Coast Titans versus the Brisbane Broncos, down at Seabus Super Stadium, Friday night football, 7:40 p.m. kickoff. Titans fans down the Gold Coast have no excuse. Their side is on top of the table. Exactly. Yes, dubious as fuck, but they're on top of the table. Take it, take it and run with it. They're against the old enemy. It's the local derby. Come I'd on, love idiots. to beat this game, but I'm going to have a 36-hour-old baby. So I don't think I'll be able to spring a trip down to Seabus Stadium. No. Um, considering Nickel will still be in the hospital. So... Um, I don't believe in the Titans. I think the Broncos will get this one. I don't believe in the Titans either. I think they're absolutely shit and it fucking That's not mystifies to say I believe me. In the Broncos, I just believe in the Broncos a little bit more than I do to the Titans. The Titans, in my opinion, are absolute dog shit, and I cannot fucking believe that they've managed to find themselves on top of the table at this point. And given everything I just said, I'm going to tip the Titans because I would tip the Broncos otherwise, and I'm in uh, reverse mode this week to see what happens. <laughs> Uh, Canberra Raiders versus the Newcastle Knights. GIO. The Knights were pretty bad. Uh, backing up after Monday night football. In Perth. So Raiders home ground advantage is a little bit... He's obviously nullified, um, given it, it is a home... Technically a home game yeah, for yeah. them, but... Um, but away games tend to be... Well, you know, the Knights are, aren't, aren't renowned as a, as a poor away side, uh, but, you know, Canberra have that in them. Yeah. But not so much this year, I guess, but, yeah. I'm probably going to lean towards the Raiders. I, I don't think they were horrible against the the Panthers. I think the, the conditions probably played more um, into the hands of the Panthers, um, given that they've got a couple of players with solid kicking games. Um, Milford probably will be more of a factor in this game and that's probably enough given the fact that the Knights are again uh, backing up from Monday Night Football I think 
the Raiders will get the win. Yeah, it's a Monday night football thing for the Knights. And I mean, it was a bit of an adrenaline dump, I think, on Monday night, yep. you know, following all the, the McKinnon stuff and the, how up they were for the Cronulla game. You know, does it mean that they can, you know, turn it around now? And, you know, because they, they weren't bad before, you know, no. they, they weren't bad before the, you know, that game. So it's just tough. I mean, the Raiders are really hard to read. Yeah. You know, they haven't proven well, I mean, themselves. to be honest, before the Cronulla game, Newcastle hadn't won a game. So. Um, both teams are pretty hard to read. I'm, yeah, I'm but they'd had some close loss, like a close loss to the Storm sure. and things like that. So, yeah, look, it's like I think Canberra wins. So maybe I'll tip the Knights. If these come through, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter these in the tipping thing as well. And if they come true, if I get eight out of eight, I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> Parramatta Eels versus the Sydney Roosters at Pertech. I'm gonna go for a boil over in this game. Well, well, okay, so the Eels are that good. They're going to be recently. they're going to be looking to to make amends for the shellacking that the Roosters put on them um, just a few weeks ago. That's true. That is true. It is a quick, it is a quick turnaround for this game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, given the fact that they're at home, Sandow's in the side. Um, bit of a pep in their step last week, and a little bit of an attitude. I think they might want to stick it to the Roosters a little bit uh, with that memory of that loss still burning in their memory. And um, Sandown might be the difference. And I think they might have, on this day, I think they might have a few more points in them than the Roosters. <sighs> this is tough. I mean, because Fuck, I've still, had, you know, there's the been Eels, enough upsets already. I know, I know. It, 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 it's not it, that far-fetched. In the, in the context of this season, it's not, it's not that far-fetched. I just wonder... You know, East, it's going to have to come together from the same. I mean, they're almost exactly the premiership side at this point. Exactly. You know, except for O'Donnell. And I mean, like, you know, it, is, is it necessarily a bad thing to remove a fucking murderous psychopath out of your lineup? <laughs> so, so, honestly, East have to get it together. I mean, they, surely, you know, mentally, they have to get it together after two substandard performances where they've been beaten in very low-scoring games. They only have to score a couple of tries to win because I think that their defence is, you know, one positive out of the last two games that they've lost. Mm. They've only conceded 17 points to lose sure. to, to lose two games. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think the Roosters will win, and so I'll tip the Eels. The West Tigers take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Campbelltown. Curtis Rowe comes into the side for James Tedesco, who's going to be out, as we said earlier, between six to nine weeks uh, with his ankle ligament problem. Um, Curtis Rowe obviously played a lot of 20s with Luke Brooks and also so far this season has played some New South Wales Cup with Blake Austin, who comes into the side uh, to replace Braith and Astor, who's suspended. So um, I think we'll benefit from those combinations. Um and on top of everything, it's at Campbelltown, hash two five six zero for life, and oh, you just started. You picked up this fucking this uh this postcode thing off fucking the West dickhead, Tigers dickheads with their twenty forty or whatever it was. The West Tigers historically own the North Queensland Cowboys. It's uh, true. This is true. There's no way the Cowboys can win. I don't give a fuck how good they might have been. They're backing up from Monday night football. They're coming to a you know a place that's a it's a, it's a murderous coliseum of rugby league skillful genius such as Trevor Cogger, historically uh, Rod Petherbridge and the likes and, and the souls of the, those great magpies uh, will, will transcend uh, the, the, the current Tigers players and uh, 
And, uh, you know, the, the current Tigers players on their own will probably put 40 points on the Cowboys. And when you put the, the ghosts of Magpies past <laughs> into, into their very essence, you've, you've got to say they're going to crack 50. I agree 100% with everything you said. And so in line with my tipping this week, I'm tipping the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand Warriors taking on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at Eden Park. Warriors sack their coach. Bounce back factor. All your money on the Warriors. Yeah, yeah and doggies have been taking teams. You know, they took out the Storm and they were down to Smith. They took out the Roosters in a dour, you know, weather-affected affair. Yeah, look, the Bulldogs, I'm yet to be convinced on the Bulldogs. They've, they've had some good wins, um, and they're not a, a far-removed side from, um, you know, f- from the 2012 grand final side, really, with the obvious exception of Barber. So, look, I just, you can't go past that sacking the coach stat. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So many teams have bounced back. and A talented um, lineup, bounce back factors high. Yep. So on that note, I tip Sorry, the doggies. doggies. <laughs> I tip the doggies because I think the Warriors are going to win, and uh, and if I can get more than two right this week, I'm going to do this for the whole fucking season. <laughs> uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Sharks, Brookvale Oval, Fortress Brookvale. Um, if Manly can't win this game, there is a fucking crisis. We have uh, well, I mean, named Peter Hiku named in the two, but I am I have it on fairly good authority. That this week we'll see the the return of Jorge Tafua in the number two. So I mean, I guess that you know what happens there with Hiku. Does he? Uh, I guess we'll see when injuries and things like that happen. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, a fairly you know as as close to as close to full strength as you get. No T Red. I think there's um, more sure to this why. Stewart thing than meets the eye, and I think the Sharks might squeak out a win at Brookvale. Um, and that that's when the serious questions of Manly will start to be asked. Yeah. The Sharks have got nothing. It's great. And, yeah, the, the thing, I, I think that one of the, you know, I don't think it's the only factor, but I think a, a major factor was just a letdown factor that Manly played the entire top four from last season in the first couple of weeks of the competition. They had hard back-to-back wins over, you know, the Parramatta aren't on a great side. They're a terrible side, in fact. Although, Manly's been over Parramatta now. It's starting to fucking look a little bit better in, in context. But they had, like, you know, that tough win, a tough game against the Storm. Then they had followed up with a, you know, a tough game against the Rabbits. And then it was a, you know, tough game. It was the Eels, but it was a tough game, and they only pulled out the end. Tough game against against East. I mean, there's also a little bit of a letdown factor as well. So now they've got that out of the system. They had a rest last week. Yeah, they, uh, they had, had some a, tough had games, and then they had to play 80 minutes paralysed with fear of the West Tigers forward packing. Well, they basically played a bye. They had a bye last week, and, um, and you know, they'll come back refreshed and uh, hopefully some nice weather. And, um, you know, these Sharks got fucking nothing. So you're going to tip? Sharks. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll never tip against my side. Fucking ever. Um, and finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch. Melbourne Storm taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons down there at Amy. Fuck me. The Dragons want to pull out of this out of this skid they're on at the moment and it's the wrong environment. Yeah. The Storm, they've been hurt two losses in a row, which, you know, I think they lost Is a couple in a row. two or three? Is it two or is it three? I fucking can't. What happened? What was the game before the Doggies game? I forget. I can't remember last week, let alone three weeks ago. Was it? It could be. You, you could. You could very well be right. I just can't remember who they played. Um, I think they got away with one against the Knights, didn't they? But oh, was that round two? Can't remember. Look that up. While oh, I was talk. it the McKinnon game? 
Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, so they got away with that game. Sorry. Obviously, yeah, that's a few emotional consequences now, but yeah, they got away with that game. So two in a row. I mean, they last last season they did. They, was it a record that they set when they had a bit of a, a skid sort of in the you know post origin yeah. period? But other than that, to see that side lose a couple of games in a row is very, very, very rare. Exactly. And um, you know, against a, a declining Dragon side that are starting to play more to their potential that we thought they had, um, I think the Storm will be back on track. They look like they'd be um, you know as close to full strength as a twenty fourteen Storm side looks. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see them. Uh, run roughshod over the Dragons and so I tip the Dragons I, I can't I, I don't even know I can do tip the I, can, I can't do the reverse I think on that game I really can't <laughs> That is full time for episode 149. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And, of course, uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button and share our posts and that sort of stuff. Help spread the word. I'll tell you what, people love sharing. They love sharing the, you know, the, the Photoshop stuff. Love it. They do. The Rock one last week, loved it. That got thousands and thousands of views and uh, it was shared you know a lot of times you know certainly more than anything else gets shared and same thing happened for that Walking Dead one as well is uh, same thing it, it got shared uh, about the same amount of time I don't think as many people have seen it but um, you know it's only a couple of days old too uh, so it's good you know keep sharing it and everything uh, we get a, we've, we get a lot of new likes and things and followers on Twitter from the, these things I've noticed um, iTunes it's fucking review palooza tonight uh, we got one uh, this is a, a redone one from uh, Simo Alley best NRL podcast five stars a redone he's just regurgitated it well no because he gave us he he changed he's, this is the third time he's had a crack at a review because right. the first time he was all over our dick then the second time he did one and said look I'm making a one star review until you bring back until you get rid of the clock sorry and oh, then, then, yeah so that. so now it's five stars you guys can have your five star review back for getting rid of that clock Oh yeah, something something great show. Many laughs, very knowing people. Five stars, and then we got one uh, from Waratah sixty seven. Credit to the game, five stars, boys. I just bought a membership. I had been meaning to for a few rounds, but hearing about your initiative to support McKinnon made me pull my finger out. You fellas are a credit to this great game and its community. You don't take things too seriously, except when things threaten that community essence, and then you're both prepared to stand up for it. Much respect, Chris underscore Dewey. That's fucking. Thank fantastic. you, sir. I fucking love it. I mean, you know, every review that, you know, that's a great, you know, well-written positive one is my favourite, but that's my new favourite. Now... You get a new favourite every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had, um... Uh, got, got something from um, James Whetstone, I believe his name is, and he's actually, he hasn't gone through and included his own one, so I'm just going to quickly look it up while I'm talking. But he's uh, over there in the UK. And so what he's uh, said is he sent us a... fucking very wet stone in the UK. There's nothing but (laughs) rain in that fucking joint. Yeah, and he sent us a message through the week and said, look, you know, uh, you haven't read out my review, so I'm going to have to... uh, um, I wrote it in in, on the iTunes store last year. It's in August last year. But um, but it was in the UK store, so we didn't see it. So he said, look, I'm going to drop it in here for you. He said, leave your heroes and everything precious to you at the door and brace yourselves for this week in league. Nate, in brackets, Razzle, and Glenn, in brackets, Dazzle, are the masters of hash real talk. Where the men are men, and the women are also sometimes men. Your rugby league reality will be shaken, for your team are not the team of destiny. There can only be one hash club tigers in decline. If you've already seen this, and uh, and he said, if you've already seen this and deemed it unworthy, then I'll be moseying along. (laughs) I said, mate, so I, I said, look, I'm sorry, like, we don't... We don't see that what happens in the UK store, so you know, thanks for letting us know. And if there's any other 
other ones from this year, then you know, let me know. And so then he emailed me a, a screenshot of the reviews over on the on the British store, and uh, we got one from Slirius, who's you know an associate oh, of Arposh. Dead set Gronks, 26th of March this year. Not a bad podcast considering the two gibberers behind the mics. Two Gronks who know a little about footy, although one is a Manly fan fitted with standard life delusions. Glenn's all right. Can't really hate a Magpies fan. Listener R Pop sounds like a right fuckhead. If I had more hands, I'd give this podcast four thumbs down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that was cold blood. <laughs> Guy's a piece of work. <laughs> and uh, then, then we've got another one. He from, writes reviews like he picks mates. <laughs> we've got from Robert Moore. Did, uh, the podcast Other Sports Are Jealous Of, five stars. This is the best mushroom-related podcast out there, although very button-biased. The must for all league fans. <laughs> <laughs> Tipping. Well, as I said earlier, there's been 45 potential points to be earned through the course of tipping this season so far. Top of the table, 28. Barely 50%. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, so that's Gaza Wonga. Maintains his lead that he had. Um, got four last week. I mean, his fucking scores are atrocious. Um, the amount of people who got eight in round two. Fucking surprising. Shane Aaron Elvis is second on 26. Two points back already. A gap's open. Also on 26 is Whitey. Then we move back to 25 with Brendan Bush in fourth and Scott Beebe in fifth. Then we move back to 24 points. And that takes us all the way through to the end of the top 10 from uh, the real Jedi, the unique one, 80. Melon, NZ Tiger, TBI Penguin. So congratulations. 24s do extend a little bit out of the top 10 as well, but we'll just go with the ones that are actually in the 10. Fantasy. This week, I moved up a couple of places to 75th position, which is good because I thought I was uh, in decline in the fantasy after going from 4th to... or 3rd third, third to 4th to... Uh, 78th I think and um, moved back up this week which is good and of course in our competition I'm on the top because fucking the man notable Johnard's in second place with his Southside Clackers then we've got Spooners SC which is uh, Tyler's team it's in his wife's name so it's his wife's team really but he basically set himself a a challenge uh, of creating a site called Spooners SC and he could only select players from sides in the bottom eight last year so Jesus. So, but you know, players. Way to make it hard on yourself, son. But you know, players move into those sides and things mm-hmm. like that. And you know, like he'd probably have like you know Tedesco would have made some money out of him, and you know, guys like that. And uh, and uh, you know, like Widdop went great in the early early running as well with the Dragons. So things like that would have uh, put him in pretty good stead. Uh, where are we? Curtis, he's in fourth. Winter is crowding. Great name for a team. Uh, Dingbats, Burks Eagles, Falco Falco Falcons, Butts Badgers. CJ's and injection injection infection. So that rounds out the top ten of our comp. And of course the shop. We've got the memberships still on sale. Uh was chatting to the t shirt guy last night. Uh so they that's all good. Uh basically we were just he was just asking me something about the labels for the, the uh the sizing and stuff on the inside of the shirts. So uh all good, all going ahead and um Everything else is pretty much in hand and it's either arrived or on its way. So, fantastic. Basically, what I'll do is I'll send an email out to... When I've got a firm date, when the, the shirts will be actually completed and packed, I'll send an email to everyone who's bought a membership. At this, you know, a, I'll just send a group email out so everyone will know, okay, they've been dispatched. And then that means it'll be like, you know, probably a couple of days till we get them. And then I'll send another email when they're actually being dispatched you know, from here to, you know, your mailboxes. So, uh, yeah, shouldn't be too many more weeks now. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to get my fucking hands on them, to be honest. Uh, we also have some old Revelation shirts, Tigers and Decline shirts. Sorry to cut you off. I yeah, just can't it. wait to see when people get their stuff, you yeah. know, and then send us photos of 
you know, wearing it to games or wearing it out in yeah, public or yeah. whatever the fuck the case. Yeah, hugging up, hugging like, up with Alfie Korea, Wanger and you know, yeah. photo with Alfie with his tiger. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Like I'd love, I'd love to I, I, Just spread the love. I see the conversation as well. So he says, "Look, I got this shirt on. This is what it means." And you know, yeah. that's you know, that would be some funny shit. Just um, you know, if you do have you know, even tigers in decline or um, our first shirt or hat or whatever, if you're out there, stubby coolers. If you're out there and you've got it going on, you're representing. Send us photos. Fuck yeah, of course. And um, that's basically it. I think that's all we got time for. Done for another week. Done for another week. Probably longest, uh, longest show of the, of the, the yeah. year so far, is it? Or you know, pretty, pretty close to close. it. Um, Jeez, we can talk shit. Crapped on a lot at the start. Crapped on a lot during the news too. I think this week. Um, and so, a new kid on new Thursday baby coming Thursday, along with the release of this show. Unless you pull your finger out and get it out tomorrow. No, I, I always get it out on Wednesday when we record it on Tuesday. Yeah. So it's, it'll be out tomorrow. It'll be out little, sorry, today. On Wednesday, we're told it's it? a we're told it's a little boy. Um, Barring any surprises, and uh, it should be born approximately 7 a.m. Thursday morning, and uh, I start the the quest to have a child that's a Tigers fan. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of help though either. I'm really not, and I thought that my own mother had turned against me. I think um, you're. I think I don't think it's people turning against you. I think now the fact that Jackson is entrenched, he's yeah. lost. He's like he's he's lost to to the Tigers. I just think that you know looking up to the brother and everything like that, it's going to be hard for you to be the, and you know. And especially with the gap, like Jackson is going to be... Significantly older, you know. He's, yeah. he's going to be the fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six years, a bit of a gap, eh? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to look up to him. And and anyway, I came home the other day and mum comes out. She goes, oh, did you see the gift I bought the little fella? I was like, no. She comes out with it. It's a fucking, like a Broncos little um, long sleeve collared shirt. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, what do you mean? I said, we don't know that he's going to turn into a Broncos fan. Give him a chance to be a Tiger. And she goes, what are you talking about? It's for Jackson. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I, had the wrong f- I was ready to just tear shreds off her. <laughs> just assuming that this... God, Next okay. baby was going to be a Broncos fan as well. Oh, the this, this, this stuff that I've got is um, the shift should arrive tomorrow. It's like, I fucking can't remember what I've got now. I wonder if i got Broncos stuff. I can't remember. Fucking I know i got some stuff for Jax as well, though, which is Broncos stuff, definitely. That's what's probably, you know. Fucking jerk. I suspect I might have got Broncos stuff for the, the, the little unnamed fellow. Uh, <laughs> look, I can't wait to meet him. It's I didn't been... get manly stuff for him. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, good. <laughs> um... It's been one hell of a fucking ride, and a lot of you guys have have been privy to the trials and tribulations of our last couple of years, and this is a culmination of two years of fucking hard, tough fucking rides. So. It's like hard fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, how babies are made. Yeah. <laughs> That could have been awkward, but uh, no, not quite. I'll look. I'll bring on Thursday morning and uh, all the sleepless nights after that. Yeah, that's a, you've 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 had it too fucking good for too long. Fuck you've yeah. had, you've had a couple of years of actual, you know, with, with a kid of an age that well, sleeps. Quite frankly, Jackson didn't sleep through for the first eighteen months of his life. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, we've we've had the same, you know, no, not the sleeping through things, but you know, waking up and stuff yeah. like that. And we just 
just coming into the end of it with the second one. So Look, it's, hopefully it's, sleep is on the incline. It's, you know, this being Jackson's first year of footy in the last couple of years, he's really, you know, taken to sitting down and watching games with mm. me and, and sitting through and watching the whole thing. And no matter who's playing really, yeah. but obviously the Broncos and stuff. And, um, yeah, you see, like he's on the path now. It's good to get another one along and hopefully send him <laughs> off on the right path. And um, but Jackson's struggling with the concept that this that his brother's not going to that may or may not like football. Yeah, no, that's 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 without that, that's going to happen. His mum said, you know, like he might not he might be into something else. He might not like. Doesn't Jackson's it, like? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> no, but he's right. No, he, he he's right though. He's he's the bigger brother. It's the same thing. Shit that that Aubrey's into is exactly what it's whatever killer you know yeah. whatever he's into she's into because she just wants to be around it you know sure. like, you know so I mean she's anyway. into her own things but you know like oh she's a girl she's into dolls and stuff but the amount of stuff that she'll just tag along with him so, so it'll uh, happen it'll happen expect a, a few uh, nonsensical sleep talking episodes next next week you up next week yeah yeah I'll be here alright just checking because I mean, I, 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 I would understand if I might you're be like, sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good because I was like, fucking hell, Sam's in England now and fucking Kate's in Melbourne. <laughs> like, so I have to be, uh, I was like, oh, I have to up, Dougie. I'll be here. All right. Excellent. Good to hear. Staunch. And that's it. This week in League for Life. See you next week. See ya. <laughs>